You are listening to The Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Look for our special VIP tier and all the great ways you can support us if you love what we do. Uh, but more on that later. You know, it started with a tweet from this obnoxious guy that works at Sword Chomp. I don't know. He said, can we just abolish the idea that video games need to be fun? They can be interesting or moving or addicting and strategic and beautiful and profound and so much more than fun. Well, let me tell you, it sparked a raging debate within Chomp Nation. Do video games need to be fun? What the fuck does the term fun even mean when critics use it to describe everything under the goddamn sun? The topic of the show this week oh, is, I of got course, that. that. I got the answer to that. I got the okay. answer. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. N Woo. is for anywhere and anytime at all down here in the deep blue sea. What is that from? I have no idea. SpongeBob. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. <clears throat> um, but yes, the topic of the show, of course, is that. Or do video games need to be fun? And we fuel the fires of debate with your comments that were left at the Sword Chomp Instagram page. You don't want to miss that. Uh, and no gaming podcast cares more about talking with you. That's right. The listeners, the fans, we guarantee it. It's the fish guarantee. Right, fish? See, si, senor. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Um, <clears throat> and I must be dreaming because last night I not only downloaded but played Death Stranding for several hours along with several members of this crew. And we have our first impressions of Death Stranding. Death Stranding. It's real. It's not some sort of fever dream. It's finally here. Um, so you do not want to miss that. I also have a Death Stranding rap. Maybe I'll give you a little teaser of my Death Stranding rap verse I wrote for Fish. Um, in the Let's intros. hear it. It's coming up. Coming up. Oh. Right around <clears> the corner? Thanks for putting me on the spot, though. Appreciate it. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> right around the corner. Just around the river bend. No, no. All right. <laughs> I, was, there, I was 100% sitting here waiting for you to start singing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. I, I was... It was... It was uncanny. Uncanny. Uh, speaking of which, I have a crazy real life outer world scenario that I have to talk about with you guys because it blew my mind. Um, really interesting. And uh, the poll topic this week, Rage Fast and Furious. You voted on them, of course, every Monday at Swordchomp on Instagram. Topics like sexual repression. Death Stranding has broken the already broken review system that we have. Charizard. Hanging around like a bad case of syphilis and Diablo 4 hype. All that and more. But before I get to the Death Stranding rap, <clears throat> Shay Lightning's here from Japan. The one and only, the professor. Shay, finished Fire Emblem this morning. How are you doing? I'm good. I feel, I feel a little sad that I finished the game. Mm-hmm. and. I, you know, like, it's funny when I finished the game, I sat on my couch and I watched most of the credits, like I told you, and I don't usually do that. 
and then I turned my system off, and then I just kind of sat here for a bit in silence. I was like, what do I do now? And then so I went, my solution was getting up and going to clean my bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what else to do, so I was like, I guess I'm going to go clean my bathroom now. Yeah. That's pretty good. Sounds like Um, it was all worth it. That's a good topic for the show down the road. When you finish video games, do you feel empty or complete <laughs> or a mixture of both? You know, what happens to your soul? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially a game like be, that. Actually, that would be a really interesting topic. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem is a tricky one too, which we'll talk about a little bit later as well. That's why I yes. didn't put it in the notes because I know we're going to talk about it here along with uh, later Alligator. Sorry, Josh. Um, and yeah, it's an emotional journey and you're going to make decisions that will stick with you. So uh, yeah. I, told, I messaged Shay this week. Uh, this is General Mountain Time here from Montana. Uh, Morgan, I messaged Shay because I made a, a wrong decision in that game, and I literally could mm. not sleep for like two hours. I fucked up. I skipped through something on accident that I thought was mandatory, and it wasn't. And I completely altered the course of my second playthrough to which I don't even want to pick up the thing anymore. I'm too heartbroken. So, mm. fuck We'll have to that. talk more about that later. Yes. Yes, we can. Yeah, and that'll I'm be excited um, for that. An amazing uh, Patreon show for people that sign up for the special $10 patron tier. They get access to Chomping After Dark, uh, which is our new spoiler podcast we do. So that'll be a good one um, as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for being here, Shay, the, our Japanese resident and connoisseur of all things Fire Emblem. Uh, Joshua Fowler's here. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. <laughs> Uh, Josh has been alone this week uh, at his home, right? Walking around. What have you been doing? The alone at home, just the robe on, nothing else. What's what's the what's the dress code when you're home alone? Uh, same as always. Oh. Apron, dick sock. <laughs> apron, dick sock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doesn't the apron cover the dick sock somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is, uh, it one of those aprons, is it one of oh, the aprons God. that, like, rise up above the crotch area? Is that why you have to wear that dick sock? <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the so roughly French-made ones. Ah, okay. Oh. Mm. Do you at least oh. decorate the cock sock? Like, it's like decorate. a cast. Like, when you break your arm, you let people <laughs> sign it? No, but, I mean, I don't use, like... It's not like I'm wearing white tube socks. Like, I've got, I've got some class. We, we wear patterned socks. Like, like a human being. Actually, I have a really good idea for the chompers out there. Ankle if you want, if you guys can somehow uh, formulate a plan and somehow make, make this come to fruition, I think you guys should get a white tube sock. You should all sign it as fans. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tie a string around it so Josh can use it as a cock sock and send it to him. And we will get him posing in that cock sock. Uh. It might be a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there it is. I, l- listen, listen. Anything to unite our chompers is a win in my book. And Look, if, if there's we a... get Josh to wear a cock sock on top of that, there's wins for everybody. Well, but look, I think that uh, Fish is going to have issues with that. Fish uh, joins us here from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp, because Fish is known as the cock sock guy, and he might get jealous. People are just going to associate Josh with the sock, and Fish has built up a reputation for many years about being mm-hmm. the cock sock. 
I kind of I kind of like that idea actually of Josh taking up that it's kind of like a deflecting type of thing, you know. Oh, I see. A- a- anything that comes towards my way, as far as like, oh, fish, did you come inside of a sock? I'll be like, oh no, look over here. I have proof you're, of Josh. I don't think you're deflecting. You, you must you must be thinking of the other guy. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not deflecting. You're passing on the jizzy, dripping mantle to Josh. <laughs> I, I like the idea that people could talk about our podcast and be like, oh, is that the guy that uh, comes in socks? And like, yeah, and then be confused about which one it is. <laughs> Wait, so, well, that's not specific really enough. not specific enough. <laughs> uh, who would have thought, yeah. right? That that would not be enough. Uh, fish made a cra- fish uh, being even the husk makes crazy magical decisions. He a man who has loves Kojima enough to go buy a PlayStation Four Pro just so we could try that new Kojima. Oh yeah, I had to. I had to for Kojima. The man mm. shaped part of my childhood, and I think I I owed it to him, you know, to try his new IP. So. Um, I thought I was going to be disappointed because I had a bunch of uh, safeguards in place because I, <laughs> I bought I bought a PlayStation Four Pro from a place that uh, gave me like a fourteen day leeway of returning it before a full uh-huh. refund, and GameStop apparently does a two day like it or return it uh, deal. Um, so I was like, you know, if none of these things pan out, I could just return both of these and be out. You know, no money loss. And, um, man, I had the exact opposite. Uh, uh, I, I, too soon. Too soon. Okay. Too soon. Save okay. your, oh. don't blow your load in the sock too fast. All uh, right. <laughs> sometimes you just got to get it out there real quick and just go to sleep. No. It's, <laughs> sleep is calling. Um, you, just, you just leave it dangling on so your no, wiener as you no, go to bed. I just wanted to get it out. <laughs> no, gotta, fish. Get the, gotta get the demons Just out let before me say I go it. to bed. I gotta go sleep. I've changed. I've changed I gotta go to fish. bed with a clear conscience. You, you teased I don't it. Want Jesus invaded my memories. <laughs> you teased it, and a cat just uh, is gonna ruin this podcast. So give us a twenty-second impression, and then I will come back and save your ass. Twenty-second impression of what did he say? I don't know. He said something about a cat and banging its ass. So I guess I think he was in a twenty-second impression of what it's like doing that while he's gone. I think he wanted a twenty-second impression of what it's like to give a girl an orgasm. Oh, oh! Well, I mean, that's so your long. that's your issue right there. I'm not a woman now. Well, no, the oh, twenty-second. Did I miss part, anything oh. good? <laughs> twenty-second. Oh, okay. That <laughs> my cat got in my room and she'll just meow until. I want to murder that sweet little feline. Um, so yeah, we're good now. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> I love that cat a lot, but she's just very loud. You know, podcasting can be stressful. You need all the noises. Just, and I, I don't know what I missed, but it, it sounded good. So I'll have to go back. <laughs> what? And then you guys are all giving me this crazy look now. I don't even know what's going on. I feel so out of the loop. And I've only been gone for 20 seconds. Jesus. Um... <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah. Fish, um, yeah. I'm excited to talk to you about, you and Josh, about uh, Death Stranding. Uh, I am too. Years in the making. It's a game that is designed for the podcast. Are you ready for a little bar of my uh, Death Stranding rap that I wrote for you? Bring it on. Okay. Tell me what you think. Spin so, it. 
the metaphors, <clears throat> it's, it's just a little taste of it. Maybe I'll put the full thing up on the VIP Patreon page, right? This is, <laughs> you're ready to cringe, all right? So, so the idea is mixing Death Stranding metaphors with fish as a human being, okay? <clears throat> I wish I could give a little beat Perfect. here. Perfect. Just imagine that in your head, okay? He got that thick micro penis, walking dead like Norman Reedus. Only God knows where he'll lead us. Your girl is carrying his fetus. <laughs> Get it? She's carrying his fetus. Yeah, no, no. We all missed that. All three of us. It's a metaphor, you know, because he carries the baby and fish is impregnating your girl, you know, because he's fish. You know. um, yeah, that song taste, slapped. You know? As the kids would say. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, hang on, it, what? Kids do say that, yeah. Thick with two C's. Yeah. What? I think it's bad. It's not terrible. I, I have a whole. I have a lot more, but I'm not going to read it all on the podcast. Wait, what? Hang on. Yeah. What? Yeah, I thought that was it. You said bars. It's not just a little. I have bar. I don't want to take up the whole show with the whole song. I want to put it on the mm. Patreon. I spent a lot oh, of time on it. Okay. So, um, uh, right, right. <laughs> Because they deserve the cringe. I, I want, I want <laughs> you to go. I want you to go find an audio clip from Music Archives, like a like an audio clip of like some generic beat, and then just lay that down. Like if you're gonna do it, oh, I should do that. I'll do it right. A, you're right. You're right. Put a little right. bit of work into it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that'll yeah. be instead of a sign. And there well, we there was this sort of like Rage Against Machine esque chorus because you know Fish is the husk of the podcast, the soulless husk. So it was like you know. I had this whole line about being a husk stranding. He's got an appetite for nothing that's most demanding. I have this whole, like, you know, bar that works out with a nice melody. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> He's a husk stranding. It has the potential. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, anyways. Best uh, luck in your future endeavors. Thank you. Thank you. You're going to be recording penis. and your daughter's going to walk in. She'll be like, what the fuck, dad? And you, <laughs> the fuck's going on in here? Look. Look, he's walking like, down. Will you like sign this emancipation right. form? <laughs> Only God knows where he'll lead us. That's for sure. The girl's carrying his fetus. Right, all right. Norman Reedus. <laughs> Speaking of which, Shay, people really like that picture of you and Norman Reedus that's on the Swordshop Instagram page, which I thought was funny because you're the only one of us who didn't play the game, but you're the only one of us who got to stand next to Norman Reedus. So, that's a just how a the fake world Norman works. Reedus. <laughs> it's true. It's a fake. Did it, how real did it look? Was it very realistic? It looked, look? It, like, I mean, like it's you can see it's a pretty good uh, rendering of his or, uh, sculpting of whatever you want to call it on his <laughs> face. But like yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time, when you see it, you can see the 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 shine of lights off of it, so you can tell obviously it's fake. But uh, it was pretty. It was like the the facial features and everything pretty realistic. I'll give it that. Definitely cool. give it that. Yeah. I wonder how Well, it's going to be a fun is, show like, because... I'm sure I can oh, look it up. I wonder how tall up. he is in real life because that statue wasn't as tall as I thought He's, it would be. Yeah, and you're a pretty tall mm -hmm. guy. Um, what are you, six feet? For the, six for ladies, For ladies out there, six feet. Yeah, nice and tall. Um, That's right. So, yeah. Ladies, <laughs> if you want to judge me because of my height, I'm 185 <laughs> centimeters or 6'1". Dude, right. I'm not even kidding you. I can you. pick when things I... up off the shelf for you. I'll when kill I was... that spider on the ceiling for Whoa, you. Oh, save some of the women for me, Shay. Oh. God. Speaking of spiders. I'm take them all. Speaking of spiders. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> so. They're all going to climb on my back. 
No, no, exactly. Um, because the family is out of town, I was using the car that just sits there all the time to go to the store this week. <laughs> and I am just going down the road, minding my own business. And a spider, about yay big, crawls Golf out ball from- size. It's an, it's an audio podcast, Josh. Can yes. you describe yes, yay? Yeah, let's say- Micro size? <laughs> yeah, Golf ball size, Micro. not 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 in width, but like about about the you know anyway, about that big across. Anyway, the circumference crawls out from behind the uh, the um, sun visor. Yeah, the sun visor, right right above my head, and I'm sitting there looking for something to like like a paper towel or a napkin or just something so I can squish this thing above me. There's nothing. There's nothing within range of me. So I'm just sitting there, trying to drive, looking at the road, looking up, back and forth, as this thing crawls directly over my head, and then just parks itself. Just just sits there, right above my head, mm. for about five minutes, as I'm continuing down this road, and then it starts to drop. Oh, no. No, exactly. It can chill. It can chill. It can chill up there. Yeah. That's fine. Like, we'll hang out together. That, that car's going to end up in the ditch. Yeah, no, no, I I'll almost did. What. I'm sitting there, and as soon as that thing starts to drop, I just flail at it and knock it somewhere. I don't know where it ended up, but that, that was worse than having it land on my head, was having me not know where it ended up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I finally like, you're gonna got where I was going. You're going to feel it, like, crawling up your mm-hmm. leg in your pants. and It, it is amazing really how we are, like... We are like thousands of times the size of a spider, yet the the fear that they I don't I don't <laughs> uh, still yeah I like I don't care about spiders at all in a house, but when I'm trying to drive like that yeah 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 it's I know like what you mean. yeah well that's with me and bees Josh that that message that um Shay always makes fun of me with where I'm freaking out about the bee <laughs> I was bee in there I was in a car <laughs> in the I was, car right it's like, yeah I can't was... do anything about this right now but anyway yeah as soon as I got where I was going I parked the car. And just tore the, just tore it apart. Like just trying to yeah. find this thing. Eventually found it, <laughs> killed it, and went on with my day. But there was some lady tailgating me as this whole scenario started to happen, and she could see me. I'm, I'm sure, just looking up, about every half a second, just yeah. twitching. She probably thought you were on meth on. or something. Why is it? Yeah, well, exactly. She was tailgating me for a long time until it crawled out from there. But as soon as I started acting crazy, she was just slowly backing off, just giving me a little more space and a little <laughs> more space. It's like you this guy's losing his shit in front of me. He's coming down. Stop, stop this somewhere. fucker's coming down. Stop somewhere. Yep. <laughs> and broader the spider. Mm-hmm. Broader the spider I, yeah. as a peace offering. Yep. I, man, this was a long but great intro, so I'm not complaining. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm excited to talk with you guys. I think it's going to be one of our best shows of the year because we have an absolutely, I'm going to fuck this word up, incendiary topic? Is that right? I'm so proud of oh, you. Oh, wow. You did good. Good job, dude. All right. Good job, Morgan. Um, About video games being fun. And so... This is a topic I felt pretty strongly about because as I was listening to a lot of the, and by the way, I'm going to get our community involved because they left a lot of incredible comments this week. There was no question of the week on the story. I told people that we're going to take questions from the post because there was like just a shitload of comments on the post that were fantastic. Um, But 
this is how it originated for me. I'm listening to a lot of these Death Stranding podcasts, which I don't normally do, but they're, they're not ruining a lot of the game. They're just giving opinions. And I keep hearing everybody ask the same question. Is it fun? Or where's the fun? Or is it fun? Is it fun? Is it fun? And I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, number one, the term fun as a descriptor for me has always bugged me. And I've given you guys shit on the podcast for that. And I don't claim to be perfect. And it's not because I'm trying to irritate you. It's just because I think fun as a descriptor is just extremely vague. And a lot of the video game analysis, I think, could be more interesting um, than the term fun. And video games are obviously a lot of other things, as I ranted about in my tweet. You know, the idea that if a game isn't fun, it's sort of, sort of you know, kicked to the curb uh, was, was frustrating to me in theory. And this is not in regards to Death Stranding, because I hadn't played it at the time. I was not forming an opinion on that game. This was in regards to game analysis and, and in general. So I thought it'd be fun to, to open the doors and, and see where this goes. And I'm curious to see what you guys think. Um, man. Okay, so. I know you guys like it when I can use a, a, a comment to kind of launch into stuff. So I want to get you guys' opinion on this topic. Um, while launching it off of one of my favorite comments that was left on the Instagram page. And uh, I think that's a good way to go. And if, you, and if you're wondering why I'm stalling, yes, I am stalling. Um, because this is a very different sort of format for us. So, um, basically, the word compelling was used here, and I thought this was incredible. Um, all right, here we go here. Fish, can you sing a song for me? We need, like, elevator music. We are, we are. Oh, that's where you went. You the nation. You know, there I was going to give you crap for that being elevator music, but we're old. That is that is elevator music at this point. <laughs> at I was going to I was yeah. going to say that would that was a really old That's, elevator yeah. that you referenced there. 2002 yeah. elevator. Mm-hmm. Sorry, normally I flag all my DMs so I can read them on the podcast, but this is different format, so I got fucked up loading comments on Instagram. Adventures of a Nerd said, "I would not describe Heavy Rain as a fun game." In fact, it was stressful at times. I would describe it as compelling and interesting. Good games don't have to be fun. Uh, and that was just her opinion, but I thought it was interesting. So as we go around Robin here to get our opening thoughts out, uh, Shay, I see you shaking your head there. How do you feel about that comment and this topic in general? Um, I, I, I That was a weird voice that you did there. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree with her in the sense that I don't think games always have to be fun. I really don't. And when when you initially posted that and then you asked me to retweet it or whatever, I I was like, man, I don't I don't like I don't see the big deal behind this topic and I don't I don't really get the point of it. And then I thought about it more and more. I've been trying to be objective and think about it and um yeah, I just like there are a lot of times where I've I think about when I've played video games that I haven't necessarily been having fun. And I think I think that is a common misconception with art in general. A lot of people feel like when you're experiencing art, it should be in some way, shape, or form fun. Like if you go to an art museum or you're watching a movie at the movie theater, people are like, well, if you're not having fun, why would you go there if you're not enjoying yourself? Well, you know, the, some of the things that, in life that cause us to think that prompt us to view a different way of thinking aren't fun. 
And that's the truth of the matter. You know, some of the best classes I took in college were the most difficult, and they were not like the science-related courses I had. They were literature courses, and they were humanities courses, because these classes, you know, you were reading text, and then they were causing you to think. And they were causing you to think about things that maybe necessarily you weren't as informed about, or you necessarily didn't want to think about, like death or misogyny, things of that nature. And yeah, you, you, they were causing you, or at least me, and a lot of the other people in those classes, to think about things from different perspectives. And that's, the, that's one of the best um, aspects about art, is it causes you to think about things from a different perspective. So when you're playing a video game, there are going to be times where you're like, yeah, I want mindless fun. I want to play a Minecraft and just build and lose myself in the moment. I want to play a first-person shooter and just, you know, test my basic level of skill or a battle royale. And then there Mm -hmm. are other times where you want to think and you want to, you know, struggle and you want to you know, have difficulties. And I think that's all part of the experience when you are um, taking in art in any format, and especially with video games. Because like she's saying, Heavy Rain is one of those games where it's not always fun to play through that story because it's difficult. That story is Mm -hmm. very difficult. And it shouldn't be fun because it's causing you to think about things in a different way. Yeah, if you find Heavy Rain fun, you might have to go talk to somebody. Um, <laughs> might have to get, go see a therapist. Right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, uh, well said, Shay. Uh, Josh, uh, what is your um, opening comment here? I'm going to sneak another one in, and I'll get your thoughts on the topic. Uh, Kilted Gamer said, "Just like movies or other forms of entertainment, games need to invoke a particular emotion." That being said, if it's not fun, there are plenty um, of plays, movies, and then our tragedies. I wholeheartedly agree, Morgan. Now, don't worry, I'm going to read people that disagree with me. Absolutely, because I want to have both sides of this in a bit. Uh, but Josh, when you think about this, because, well, <laughs> this is a great one. I got to read this guy's comment. So, and this will tra- segue great to you, Josh. Shit Ain't Real is a good friend of ours. He comments on a lot of our stuff. He has very passionate opinions. Um, very, <laughs> for example, he says, I also think Red Dead is loads of fun. And anyone who didn't have fun with that game has purposely chose not to. Wink, wink. Um... I think more of a problem is with people who play four hours of a hundred hour game and do a write up, which is what I think happened with a lot of games um, like Red Dead 2. An amusement park isn't fun if you don't wait through the lines to get on a ride and all you do is complain. Um, okay, now I wanted to read his comment I because. I agree with that if amusement parks were fun. <laughs> Josh, Josh hates the lines and the actual rides themselves. So, um, Man, I couldn't agree with you less, Josh. <laughs> I love going there just to see all the attractive people that flock to the music. Parks. There you go. So, so the point of going to a music park is for uh, standing around with someone you like, right? People, people yeah, watching. Exactly. God um, forbid you have to conversate with somebody, you, converse you know you with somebody. Rather, I, I, I will. I, this is ten second blurb, Josh. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting <laughs> you. I'm so sorry. I went to a, one time. I hadn't seen a friend of mine in years, and he was one of my best friends. I met up with him at Disneyland, and I remember as we were waiting in the lines, 20, 30 minutes at the time, we were catching up with each other because we didn't see yeah. each other in forever. And I highly recommend if anyone ever has to do that, it's the best way in the world to catch up with someone because 
Yeah. You're stuck in There's line an awful anyway. lot of standing around. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. standing around is great when you've got someone there with you. Having your time wasted when you're just there by yourself is a crime. Like why? You're wasting time. You could be doing anything else. Um so yeah, there's there's a massive difference as far as respect for someone's time, um, just based on whether or not you've got someone there to enjoy it with. Uh huh. So yeah. Are you thinking about Anyways, I was just throwing the Red Dead all thing a, in there to all a to Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. Well, to be fair, in Red Dead you do have all the and or the non playable characters that you know like to conversate with you and stuff like that. Not real human beings, but except you don't when you're trying to do like. 60% of the stuff in the game. It's just you. Well, think about it this way, Josh. Uh, I've heard anyway. Red Dead 2 is like an amusement park where <laughs> you wait in the... I got your back, shit ain't real. I got your back. No, I, 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 I get what he's saying. I think we're, we're, me and him are still bitter about Red Dead. We'll take it to mm-hmm. our grave. But to be fair, Josh, I'm sure there are games that are lonely that you do like. Like No Man's yes. Sky was a great lonely game. Yes, right? like I'm... I, I was giving you crap because a lot of times when this is invoked, the whole, well, games don't have to be fun. It's because a game fucking sucks and people don't want to deal with it. Um, but games don't have to be fun. Like, it's one of those things, it's like, if you're, if you're bringing up, you know, freedom of speech, it's generally because no one wants you fucking around. No one wants to hear your shit if you have to bring up the First Amendment as a reason why you should say something, is kind of the whole kind of where i end up on the whole do games have to be fun thing like no they mm-hmm. re- they really don't um a lot of my favorite games aren't particularly fun as, as as you know that's you know vaguely defined but yeah like i, are I you see this brought also? up an awful yeah. lot by people who are just like no don't you? you're you're defending a crappy game here well, but wouldn't you say, but, Josh, that maybe the word fun is used as a crutch if someone doesn't like something, they can easily just say it's not fun. And then it's the it easy, easy for them. It is an easy way to just, yeah, to just uh, shut down a conversation. Like, well, it's just, it's just not fun. Yeah, um, because if you, if let's say you don't like heavy rain and you want to say, hey, what's, where's the fun here? I don't like, there's no fun to be had for me. I'm not into it. You can't argue that because the game isn't fun. Of course not. You yeah. know? And we'll talk about the word later. But yes, I agree, Josh. I think that. Y- there's maybe something as a crutch that analysis can lean on. Maybe it's easier than people don't want to be criticized for their taste. And they think it's easier to just drop under everything under the fun label. Yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I think like they're when you're classifying something as fun, especially like a video game, I feel like there are like a few criteria you have to consider. Like when you're classifying it as that, like first it's like, when when you're enjoying the art, you have to be able to do it together with a friend. You know, like, I think that's one of the big things. It's like, of course, you can enjoy it on your own, but enjoy it with a friend. Uh, another criteria is, like, it can be enjoyed by you or it can be enjoyed by me. Right. And then the third criteria is, like, it can be enjoyed anywhere at any time at all. Right, is this a mind fuck? What what's happening here? What are you doing to me? Are you, you're just, fucking with me. I, I, I am fucking with you. I was just <laughs> rewording the song I sang earlier, the fun song. Yes, I know. Oh, we were. No. I was. I was waiting Good for you to lo- say down in the Jesus deep blue sea. Christ. 
I almost hey, did it myself, <laughs> but I thought you were going to, and I didn't want to rob you. He, you know what? Thank you. He was committed to that, and I'll give him credit. Um, this one was just left recently, so I think I read it as they throw it to Fish here, because uh, we all know that Fish is a husk, and he does not have fun, so he's the best person to ask about this. Right, right. Um, what's, he, uh, what's the comment? Anti-fun. Unless he's at the strip club. Uh, ben B. Kim said, I agree that highly subjective words like fun and good have no place when critiquing a game. With that said, game mechanics should be fun to tinker with and not get in the way of the experience. Red Dead Redemption 2, in my opinion, pulled it off because the mechanics were intuitive and the story was well told. Unsure about Death Stranding, but I am <laughs> curious. Um, <laughs> mechanics in Red Dead were intuitive. Sure. I thought they were. No, no, they aren't. That game has the nah. worst controls of anything in the last decade. Ooh, can't agree with that. But it, it, you can mm. just because it has. Mm, can you? Can something be intuitive with a little bit of it's, a learning curve? Mm, yeah, no. I, maybe. The, no, because the 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 point of it being intuitive is that it's so easy to understand that you pick it up almost immediately. That's pretty much well, the definition of intuitive so no being intuitive with a learning curve is kind of an oxymoron at that point <laughs> well i mean but there's the you idea the only, the only thing, but if the you only have thing you could possibly make that point about is if it was like a uh, specific knowledge set that people for example first person shooters like first person shooters can be intuitive to people who have played first person shooters but not to people as a whole. Um, mm. So there's... It, and maybe it was or, just because I came off of Batman, like, but know, I remember... 3D modeling software. Yeah. None of it's well, intuitive, it's but like a lot yeah. of it follows the same rules everything else does, and some of it just doesn't. You could make the case that maybe if there has a lot of systems, once you learn them, it's set up in an intuitive way, but how you have to learn everything first. Maybe that's the only outlier. You could make, but, but I'd I'd say exactly the opposite for Red Dead Two anyway, because they change up the controls for mini games throughout the entire game. They have talk to someone and shoot someone in the face be the same button. It, it like it's it is yeah. the opposite of intuitive. Like That's I, fair. I, I, I mean, look, give that game time. basically anything but intuitive. So um, that's fair. Yeah. Look, I I personally didn't have an issue with it, but I think a lot of people would yes, agree you with you. Um. You did. I, it's, you had issues I, with the controls. I mean, I just came off of Batman because, like, they had the double bumper thing and using the wheels and everything. I just, it, it, for the most part, I mean, I that's fine. Um, I didn't shoot anyone in the face on accident, Josh. I promise. I didn't you. either, but I pulled my gun out on a ton of them. Well, they probably deserved it. I did do that. I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you want to hear us fight, Ben, be Kim. She goes to our game of the year show <laughs> from <laughs> from uh, uh, this past uh, December. Yeah. Fish, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry, Shay. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Fish. Uh, how do you feel about this topic in general? Is there what's you know the comment? Just lay into me. Oh well, mm, lay into you. <laughs> mm. just, just give it to me straight. Mm. Mm. Let's forget forget about this topic. Well, give it to him as straight as you can. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. Give it to me the way you want. <laughs> try and get this hook out real quick. Sorry. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Uh, Trash shed as straight as possible. I know it was a dark twist. Uh, mm. Yeah, Shay, our uh, uh, fish. How do you feel about this? Because I know I've known you for a long time, and you generally get into mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. Like, 
Yeah. When you like something like Monster Hunter, like is it fun? Is it addicting? Is it system based? Like for you as a gamer, like how do you feel uh, about this? For me as a gamer, uh, I I can enjoy like any piece of game that speaks to me. Essentially, much like Shay was talking about art being a way that you, you look at these video games and you just feel like if something's speaking to you like that's enough to kind of propel you through the game and continue continue on through it um to see it through to the end um whether or not i'm having fun with it um doesn't matter as long as uh, it's engaging me in some form or fashion like um that's how you uh, describe your sex life right exactly and like in like in cuphead like it's very difficult at first like getting used to the controls in that game and then eventually like it gets so hard to the point where like the challenge is almost not fun it's almost like a it's like you're self-torturing <laughs> device it's, it's like a, it's like a test it's a hostile. it becomes a test of willpower at that point it, like, does. it becomes, yeah. becomes it a really test does. of willpower and um a level of defiance and uh, just tenacity, yeah. Like there are parts like Fish is yeah. saying yeah. when Josh and I did that expert 100% run through <laughs> last year, yeah, just to, um, mm-hmm. yeah, because we're awesome. That uh, there were times <laughs> where I got insane. really frustrated with the game and I didn't want to fucking play it anymore. To be honest with you, and some people yeah. are gonna sit there and be like, "Well, why would you do that? Why would you keep playing? Because that's not to that shut Morgan like up, fun. which is the highest well, form that's of part fun." Of it. <laughs> that, that was more fun than that. Yeah. But like, part of it too is like, like I, I, I honestly, honest to God, when people say that to me, like, why would you keep playing that game if like you're getting frustrated? I, I fucking, I hate that mentality because it's like, okay, well then your attitude then why is you if do you're not having difficult? fun with something, right? you're gonna fucking quit. And like, why would you ever quit? do that? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Right. Like, I, the, anytime yeah. like I've ever like the. Pockets, pockets in my life. Whenever I've, you know, been working towards something, learning something on drums, working out, learning something in college, there have been times where it's not fun, and I don't enjoy it. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It leads to something a lot better. And so, in terms of a video game, some people are going to be like, "Look, I play video games strictly to have fun. I respect that. I respect you if that's your opinion. You, the viewer, yeah. that's fine. I respect that." you're allowed to have that opinion that if that's the reason why you enjoy this particular hobby that's fine for other people it's about exploring more aspects of themselves to learn new things to be, to develop skills that some people may feel like oh well video games does that really translate that's fine if you don't believe that but video game uh skill does translate to real life there are Scientific studies, scientific journals out there that prove that. Go look them up. Um, it, it translates to real life. And f- for some people, they want to develop those skills. They want to explore the facets of their own mind, their own personality, their identity. And well, there are going to be times where those things are not fun. So like in a cuphead challenge, I want to prove to myself that I can, I have the ability to finish something I started. Whether or not it's to piss off Morgan, I want to spend the time to get better at something so I can overcome it. So I can prove to myself when I go out in my daily life and I'm thinking about, you know, like there are days where I'm hard on myself. Yeah. Where I'm like, you know what? I, you know, like I feel shitty. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a failure. I can't do these kind of things. 
well, then I think, well, wow, I, I, I remember the times, and it may sound silly to some people, I think about, wow, there, were time, there was a time where I didn't think I could beat this video game, and I spent hours, and I overcame it. I've, I could overcome anything in my life, if I think about it that way. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do think overcoming something, there's, there is an element of it not being fun, but also... If it's not fun just in general, you're going to give up. Like, the systems themselves have to be rewarding to interact with. They have yes, to be I agree fun to put up with at that point. Well, I mean, Something I... like Cuphead is just solid. It is a rock-solid game. The mechanics of it are just top-notch, absolutely top-notch. Like, the, the issues I had with it were the couple of bosses that had just, like, random mechanics that would hit you before yes. you had a chance to react that was like the only my only issue with it was like the few minor issues like that the combat the movement like everything about the way you control the character is it's just fun to interact with like it'd be fun in a vacuum if you were just jumping around just bouncing on stuff uh, dodging stuff it would just be fun um because it's yeah, so but I think solid. that and that's a better way. Yeah, but, that's a better way of describing it. Because you're, you're the feedback, the control. Like I, I like the idea of making our analysis more interesting in that way. If yeah. we can find a way to describe things like that, I think there's mm-hmm. more value. Yeah, um, ex- exactly. Like find just. I think fun itself is not as useful a descriptor as explaining why you, why something was fun. For yes. You. Yes. Um, and if you example, want to use like, the descriptor, exactly. But... Like the, the the mechanics and cupheads are just rock solid. I mean, it's the same thing with like Meat Boy. Meat Boy, the concept of the game, you're gonna die 80 times trying to get through this one screen level. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Why would anyone put up with that? You'd put up with it yeah. because just moving around feels great. Like yeah. just it's solid. When something happens, it is your fault. Um, and yeah. that that sort of. And that's not that not 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 that that's saying that's the only thing that can be fun about a game, but something has to be fun about a game to make you put up with any sort of nonsense it throws at you. Any sort of yeah yeah you're you're right struggle you're, right. you're I, getting. So yeah, I, I one thing I do want to say to clarify earlier thought like my earlier thought is I'm not trying to guilt anyone if they quit a game. Now, I'm definitely not trying to guilt anyone if they quit a game because it's not enjoyable. I, di- mm-hmm. I didn't want to come across as that. I just, for me, I don't like that when that <laughs> menta- mentality is thrown at me because I know for me, if, if I don't enjoy a game, I won't play it. You know, like that's like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with myself, that's part of the reason why I took a, ba- a break from Red Dead, for example, is because I wasn't enjoying the, the long paced play of it and also we had other games to play as well so i took a break that doesn't mean i don't enjoy the game i wasn't enjoying the point i was at in the game so i don't mind if i'm not enjoying something and i'm not seeing any value in it at the given point in time putting it away for a while you know but i feel like to have the mentality of if it's not fun you should just quit when it's been lobbied at me i don't i don't appreciate that like yeah, I don't appreciate that opinion because I feel like there's a lot more value to an art form than is it fun or is it not fun? Because mm-hmm. if that's and, if that's the level of yes. analysis you have to go off of an art form, you're not 
in my opinion, you're not yeah. really like, creating. Why would you watch a movie that's art, not a comedy? Art. Why, yeah. why yeah. would you? You're not creating a form of art. Right. It's not a multi-layered form of art. And for me, that's what I want. You know, I want something that, like, not always, but at times, there are thi- I want an art form that's going to cause me to think about it, that I'm going to go yeah. be able to go back and revisit it. If you're watching yeah, a comedy yeah. well, movie, if you're playing like a, a game that is a very like one or two or like a two dimensional kind of thing at that point, you're going to be like, OK, I experienced it. I'm good. I'm done with it. And sometimes I want art that's like, OK, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm going to come back and ana- analyze that again in the future, like Fire Emblem. Three he- yeah. three houses. That's a game I will want to mm-hmm. revisit in the future because there's a lot of layers there. Yeah, I think yeah. you need the- both. Like, ga- not all games need to be like just fun to interact with. Some of them are just trying to tell a story. Some games should be played one time. Like you 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 experience what they're trying to tell you, and you're done with it. Um, and exactly. And discounting that because, well, it's just not fun to interact with all the systems for their own sake. That it's it's really doing a disservice to a lot of games that well, have something yeah. really unique and special to 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 let you experience. So, well, and there's some right. people who I, I have two things to say on that one, and then fish. I'll throw it back to you because I want to get some more of you as well. I know we are being all very Oof, boisterous we all want here. Some what's- some more of fish. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to get, I'm getting fish in here because we're, we're hot. Um, two things. Number one, what Shay was saying about skills translating to real life is interesting because remember those old school RPGs where you would like slowly move the joystick around to do lock picking? Like you'd have to slowly move it around and mm-hmm. feel for the, that actually got me a lot better at playing with the clit. Um, so I, I think that did transfer. It- <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> that's how you're trying to. If that's how you're trying wow. to have sex, Morgan, how the fuck did you get married twice? So hold I just on, feel for the buzz. I feel for the, <laughs> I feel for the buzz. <laughs> hold on, baby. Do you, do you got? Are you fully charged? I don't feel the rumble here. <laughs> you just kind of yeah. My sex, my sex pots. <laughs> like, all right, let's try. It. Let's try two o'clock. All right, no, no, like four thirty. Four thirty. Oh, there it is. She's rattling. <clears throat> all right, we got it. I'll just hold it right there be- at 4.30 <laughs> until she's done rattling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Wouldn't that be great, though, Josh, for the future that educational sex bots and, like, they would, like, grade your ability, like, Anyways, um, the, the second thing I mean, was... not really. You can just ask them how you're doing. Generally, generally there's a mouth attached to any clit you're going to be dealing with. I'm just saying the sex bots could be informative. Just, just, they help, just ask they could help them. People. Just ask them what's what's going on there. And ask the sex bots. I, I now I'm getting scared. What kind of alternate reality is this? Fish, what the fuck is happening I, right now? I, I a know. woman, a woman, I, Morgan. I, I don't just, know. I know what you're saying, Josh. Yes, I know. Morgan. Like a sex bot. I was jumping an, on the sex bot an, train. It's a completely tangential step. Just yeah. Yes, I don't it's think, true. I, don't I move. Think there's, I don't think there's ever been a point in the podcast. In the three and a half, oh, well, not three and a half, three years and some change that Fish and I have sat here and looked at each other and been like, what the fuck is going on? I don't think that's ever happened before. I want that to be noted in really? chomping his That half. happens to me almost every oh. week. I know. That's why I'm saying it's weird. Fish and I <laughs> but, never but you do and that fish. together. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's like yeah. a Kojima game. It'll you know it's confusing. And we like share we shared a look mm. with each other, and we're like, whoa, whoa, they're seeing this, yeah. It yeah. there if there are elements. God damn it, guys are killing me. If there are elements of a game that are compelling enough, I have definitely in my life fought through things, and I know that makes me yeah. maybe a per- particular kind of like. There are games that I love the world and I love the art and the music and I have pushed myself through things about it I didn't like. The Witcher is a great example. The combat, I didn't enjoy. I was just clunky. I just wasn't a huge fan, but I would push through it because I was so engaged by the world and the characters and the story, right? Mm -hmm. So in that case, it would be as someone, uh, most critics would be like, there was, I wasn't having any fun, but I was incredibly compelled because I was entertained, I was invested, I was interested. There's so many different reasons. Like, if I'm a critic out there and the only my only barometer for liking a game is if it's fun, then that's a critic that's going to turn me off. Because I just think that's a silly way to look at things. But um, I would say, if anyone wants to know, my barometer for fun is usually more of a kinetic experience, like platformers or VR. Um, because, like, I don't, and you guys ever catch me using the word fun, I, you have full permission now to slap me just right across the face. and. Um, tell me to explain myself why? because <clears throat> why well because i i would if if i'm explaining if i'm talking about a game and i use the word fun you make me explain why you know i i owe yeah. that to people i want exactly like the the word fun still has a place a lot of people just kind of write it off because oh oh it's just fun don't write it off as soon as someone says fun but if they don't explain why then maybe yeah. Right. And if is there nothing else in the game that is compelling enough to you to over there's there's a lot of layers there, but um yeah. I guess for me, even, like whenever I'm <clears throat> even then I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I think games can be fun and you don't need an explanation for it. Well then like, you're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's I'm the whole not. point of what we do is providing an explanation for things in a way. I I th- and I think that's good, and I think it's good that we specifically do that. But I don't I mean, think we should it's, it's, expect. I don't think we should expect anyone to have to explain if they find yeah. any form of art As a, fun. Like if if I yeah. go, like if I put on like fucking Call of Duty, and you guys are like, wait, why are you still playing that game? And I say, because I'm having fun. Yeah, but the story. I don't fucking owe anyone an explanation. Exactly. If I'm having fun. Exactly. Yeah, I'm but having right. fun, as far it's as none of your guys' yeah. fucking business. Uh, as far as a user, That's as far silly. as a gamer side of it is going, you're having fun. Yeah, like, don't let some hater stop you. Like, have fun. Like, that's the point. Right. right. Well, mm-hmm. A lot of this is more of just, like, as far as the critical side of it goes, because it, you can have fun with basically anything. Like, if, like, there's so much room for personal taste in there. That fish has fun with the sock. You don't every owe night. anyone an explanation unless your job is to owe them that's an explanation, right, which is that, that's yeah. our job is to owe you an explanation. So yeah, that, fish doesn't kinda... owe anyone an explanation yeah. for that sock. Mm-hmm. Um, no, exactly. I'm sorry. I, I we, wanted we to make owe that you an explanation before... about about the games, not the sock. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. The sock I, is I unexplainable. Make, I want to make the joke before Morgan made it. I knew it's, a Morgan it's, Cox it's sock an, joke was coming. I was yeah. feeling it. I'm it's sorry, an, Fish. An, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I got I got a presumptuous. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. The, the sock fish. is ineffable. I just wanted to beat him to the punch. <laughs> I mean, I see how it is. Fish is effing it all the time, but it is ineffable. Uh, fish, Dark Knight. It is an F. 
Dark Knight Cacophony said, We live in a society of move in, move out, watch the clip, see it for five minutes, and slide it on to the next thing. Sounds like somebody I know. When a game is large, when it, when it has the breath, it slowly becomes a question of who actually finished it from start to finish. Not everyone will, and that's okay. We decided that games are subjective. They're a boo-person basis. I don't know if that's a typo. Kojima's games taught me a lot as a kid, both about genetics and cultural differences by listening to Kodo calls, dialogue, and um, to so many people that isn't fun, but to me, it was a blast. Now, you could make the case that to him it was compelling, interesting, insightful. Mm-hmm. But if he were to just say it was fun, I'd be like that blanket term. But he's also, you know, unless he's a professional critic, I'm yeah. not going to slam him for that. I'm, I'm just saying it's, like it's for the an extremely yeah. useful shorthand, like it, it, it gets across what you're trying to say nine times out of 10. Like it's, it's those few times where it's just like, well, what do you mean by there? But by that, it, that it, it, you know. You need yeah, more. Maybe I just hate shorthand. You need more detail yeah. more than that. It's useless. Yeah, so, so, sometimes you look at, like, a puzzler game. Like, if you look at, like, way back, uh, like, Tetris, like, if you were to tell me, oh, the, these blocks are falling down from the ceiling and um, you have to figure out how to make a line out of all those different shapes that are coming down. Like, at first, you, you would think, like, if, as a kid, like, I thought, man, that sounds like some weird puzzle. And mm-hmm. as a kid, you think puzzles, like, for me, like, I didn't find the fun. And then eventually, like, I started putting them down. And, like, I started realizing, like, these puzzles are actually kind of fun and addicting. And, like, yeah. there's, like, this little reward of, like, making a, a clear line and, like, doing it a numerous times. Like, eventually, like, you start to see that loop and, like, but yeah, that's what I, it is, Fish. It's a loop. It's rewarding. It's addictive. You're yes, describing right. it better to me but, than when if you were to just say again, it's fun. It's a very, exactly. very yeah. specific puzzle. Whether or not you find Tetris fun has nothing to mm-hmm. do with how well they do at giving you those rewards and, other, and, and basically everything else about it. You either like Tetris right. or you don't is kind of what well, it exactly, comes down yeah. to. But so, if he mm-hmm. was describing it, he could say that he likes the sensation mm-hmm. of feeling the screen build up because you get this sort of stress from it. And then when you hit that line and watch it all break away, there's this feeling yep. of release. Like there's ways to describe, and maybe this is in regards to analysis and I'm not trying to slam on the common fan, but like, I feel like the analysis is interesting because it helps me know why it's interesting to him or why it might be interesting to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's more to the, if fish would just be like, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with Tetris. Uh, it's a really good time. It's addictive. I doesn't. It's not doing anything for me. You know, as I don't. I can't gain anything from that. Yeah, selfishly. I, 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 I feel you. I, I get the point there. I just feel like, yes, when you, when it is your job, when it is like your hobby, it's what you're trying to make your career, or anything of that nature. Yes, you should be more explicit and descriptive in what you are trying to convey when it comes to a video game. But if I'm with a friend and they're like, Hey, have you heard this game? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, have been playing it the last few weeks. Hey, did you like it? Yeah, it's pretty fun. I think you'd enjoy it. Maybe that's the level of analysis I'm going to give because I don't want to spoil anything for them. Or yeah. maybe because I, I know that's all I need to tell somebody and to expect other people to have this in depth, deeper analysis. It, and like, in a way, I'm not saying yeah. any one of you guys are doing well, this. I'm saying in general, 
that if you have that kind of mentality of, oh, you need to have a deeper analysis, it's almost like gatekeeping in a way to be like, yeah. hey, if you're I'm, not going to provide this deeper analysis, are uh, you a real critic? Are yep. you, can you, do you, do you have any real thoughts? It's like, you know what? I, I don't need to have that deeper level of analysis. Is it helpful? Yeah, absolutely. If you're making a career I, uh, out of it, it's your job, but I don't even think don't it's even if that. you're making a career out of it. I, I do think once you get to a certain point, understanding why you like something is is valuable. Yes, that's what I was going to say. For your own yes. quality of life, to be able to understand mm-hmm. why something speaks to you the way it does will let you, instead of just, I mean, a lot of this you can just kind of get by on gut feeling, but it's it's more useful for you. It's like, it's. If you it's, know why you like something, you can find more things you exactly. like. Exactly. Like it is it is it is a positive thing in your life once you start to learn how to just uh, just dissect you know the things that you enjoy and be able to like really really see how it's made and understand what works for you there. Um that said like if you haven't gotten to that point like there's nothing wrong with that, but but there is a benefit to it. So it's not, it's not like, it's not like it's useless, but it is something that if you don't have time for it, whatever, like that's, it's, it's really going to be from one person to the next, whether or not it's something they're willing to put time in. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the flip side of that, and I, I agree with you, it, I think that comes with a level of emotional and men- mental maturity that you are at a place in your life to where you can accurately describe why you like something. I think that yeah. comes with experience. Exactly. I think that comes with <clears throat> wisdom. And I think for some people, like if you asked me when I was 20, 21 years old, why, why do you like Elder Scrolls Oblivion or why do you like Fallout 3 so much? My, ex- my explanation wouldn't be as apt as it may or may not be right now and the thing is even now even now if you guys were to ask me something that i like i love and i didn't have a definitive explanation well you know what maybe it hasn't sat with me long enough maybe Mm -hmm. i'm at a point in my life right now where i'm going through a change in my life and it's kind of rocking my mental and emotional state to where i can't definitively analyze it properly and maybe it's going to take some time for me to do that so to expect people to have this grandiose or uh descript explanation of why they like something expecting that is just it's never fair and that applies to this topic of whether or not you should say something should have or should be fun you know i maybe that's the level of analysis a person could provide at that given point in time because of that level of emotional and mental maturity Did that but i couldn't disagree with that time, more I it mean... is more at the same time it is more helpful that you are able to analyze it for yourself so to that point i will agree with you josh and morgan I, I will just say this last thing. I, I get what you're saying, Shane. You're trying to stick up for the, the person who just wants to tell you that, it, hey, the, the game's fun. And, you know, why well, crucify them for that? I, I respect your I respect your angle here, but the, the irony is what you just said was where you were in a weird place in your life. You don't really have time to dissect it. That's all you'd have to say to me. Like, you know, look, I'm in a weird place in my life. I don't really have time to now analyze the thing, but, you know, I, I'm finding it really compelling or something. Boom. 
there we go. I know that you haven't really, that's all that I need. Like the, if someone tells me something is fun, it's useless, absolutely useless to me. And if there's not, and maybe that I'm just saying that in our place, this, this topic came from the analysis in the industry. It's not supposed to like pick on people that don't want to provide all sorts of analysis because that's silly. The, the idea is the larger picture of game criticism, which we're in that world. We are in the world of game criticism. We're not, we're not Joe Schmo in the street. I hope that if somebody walks up to you, Shay, and they know you're part of Sword Chomp, and they say, hey, how do you think about this? And you were just like, oh, the game's fun. I'd be like, I would cry. I would weep in right. my, I right, would weep right, in my right. soul. <laughs> right. I just like, like on to that point, if you are going up to a critic like that and they were, they were to say that, I think you'd be as equally disgruntled. Like what I said, like I, I'm not at a place in my life to analyze that. I think if a critic were to say that to you, you'd be equally disgruntled if they were to say it's fun, you know, because well, they're that's human. That's human. It is human. But like, I think, I guess, I guess I, I get your point too, that there would be a, a greater level of empathy there if they were to tell you that versus it's fun because it seems like they're cashing it in and it's lazy at that point. And I do get that angle. And so if, if the point of your like the level of your analysis comes off as lazy because of what little you have said or how you said it and it comes in the form of oh yeah this game is fun yes i understand the criticism there but i don't ever ever feel like the average person should have to provide a deeper level of analysis and to some point some critics shouldn't not necessarily have to provide like the most amazing critique or analysis. They shouldn't have to feel this pressure, but if it is their job, I feel like there is at least a minimum bar they should be hitting. And if they are writing, I'm hoping that any publisher, any website, anything is vetting them enough to have that minimum bar met. I know that's not always the case, but I'm hoping. I'm trying to be optimistic here. Yeah. 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 And for some people it, yeah. Anyways, um, a couple quick ones and we'll wrap this up. Hipster Stefan said, sometimes art isn't fun, but it's necessary for the medium. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, Gil Beasy said, I typed out a long comment twice and Instagram deleted it. So I'm just going to sum it up. Um, people say fun a lot, but pro, I think it's tip. more, they mean pro tip before you hit post, Copy whatever you say in case one yeah. of those things. If it's a long I've had one, <laughs> this hap- yes, I've had this happen myself as well. But right before you go to hit, you know, to send the thing, just just copy it. That way, in case they decide to fuck you, they've they've only wasted you like two clicks instead of the entire thought. Because I I oh I feel you so hard there because that that's like uh that's, that's the worst when you've really thought something out and then it's just gone. Uh, yeah. Continue. True that. Uh, people say fun a lot, but I think it's more along the lines of enjoyable. A game like The Last of Us has a lot of parts that aren't fun, but they are still enjoyable in the storytelling and gameplay, from a storytelling and gameplay perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Stranding may not be fun all the time, but the divide seems to come down to whether or not people find the compounding systems enjoyable to engage with. And again, there's so many interesting words you can use with. Engaging, compelling, um... And explaining why those things are happening, I think, are interesting. So the like, like the very first comment we had, like, is in I think sums it up perfectly. And I know we've been beating this to 
a bloody yeah. pulp here. I, I think a so. lot of those, I not to, a lot of those words mean about as much as fun, engaging, compelling. Like why? Why is the important thing there? And if you can't explain why, as someone reviewing it, then it's not. Not to say don't use those words, but again, explain yourself is kind of the important thing there. For anyway. Well, um, do you know that we've said it about a million times in this podcast? The word fun means enjoyment, amusement, or lighthearted pleasure. There you go. I thought I already there explained you... the definition. Do you, need, do you need me to explain it again? I don't I don't want the song again, please. <laughs> I think um, we could do now, it with wait, a wait, 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 hold on, 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 you, the person who every week does that same shitty fucking annoying sound, doesn't want to hear a song for the third time, you, I, I didn't say I didn't want to hear it, I was just predicting, you literally you just said, Josh, can you play it back real quick, when you go and edit, can you play that part back, please? okay, I did say I didn't want to hear it, but I didn't mean it, <laughs> I wasn't being that serious. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, don't sing it. I was just playing around. Fine, sing it. Go ahead. Sing it. You want to sing it so bad, do it. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all down here in the deep blue sea. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But to be fair, Josh, the definition of compelling is evoking interest, attention, or admiration in a powerful and irresistible way. And that also means absolutely nothing. As far as your base descriptions go, it's better. No, it's not. It is a step up. It well, just means I just, it means that I, it literally means you're enjoying interest. your time with it. Like that's all. But it's, it's compelling I, Josh, is a better description Josh, for something like heavy. It's Josh, if you're thinking about you. the game, Josh. Compelling works a lot more for something like a heavy rain, where it means the same thing as fun, the but narrative. without the context of. <sighs> The emotion's slightly different, but it means the same thing functionally. Like, there's no description of anything about yes the experience. It's still describing your interaction, with, not even your interaction, but your reception of it more than yes. anything else. I agree with that. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying that you shouldn't describe it still. I'm no, just no, no. saying. I, I, I said the same thing at the same time. Like, say that and then say why. Say it's compelling. Right. Yes. Then explain then why. Fun, is the. If you're going to use that, that, that word, the problem with that word, like fun, compelling, I guess I think we're kind of getting hung up on. And this, this is literally <laughs> the last thing I am going to say about all of this. Liar. Is it feels like there are certain words when you are reading a review or of a video game that feel like they're inserted in there because they're expected. They're like jargon. Like, there are certain things. When you're talking about something like, um, like, I, I, the, first thing, the first two things that came to mind were MOBAs and uh, religion. They're like, when you're talking about a MOBA and someone says, hey, <laughs> I'm jungling. Yeah, completely. And when someone's like, hey, I'm jungling, you know exactly what they're talking about when it comes to a MOBA. And so... If I'm saying if I'm talking about a MOBA, a MOBA in a forum, and I say that I'm jungling or something like that, or the jungling in this game's good, whatever you want to talk, I obviously don't know a lot about MOBAs, but uh, when you're talking about that, everyone knows. When you play a MOBA, you know. 
And it's like kind of the same thing. Like when you're, when you are, for me and my experiences in my life, I'm not bashing anything. When I've talked to someone who is Christian and they've talked with me about my faith at that given point in time, there is a certain set of words that are consistently used. And I feel like that's, that's how quote unquote, you know, that they are a part of that particular, uh, whatever you want to call it situation that they want to be in, I guess. So when, like when you are a gaming critic or a reviewer, there are certain words that you are going to see in, um, reviews. And one of those is compelling and compelling is a supplementary word, which is what Josh is saying. More should come with it. I wholeheartedly agree. I just feel like it's like one of those vocabulary words that if you want to seem like a real journalist or reviewer, you throw it in. You use that instead of of fun. Well, I hope that you found this conversation compelling. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thank you, everyone, who left a comment. uh, And hopefully that you're just as fired up about this nonsense as we are. And when somebody uses the word fun on your favorite podcast, you're like, well, hopefully they go into more details to why it's fun to them. And you will get that analysis from us, I promise, to give you the best analysis so you can find things that you (sighs) will find compelling. All right, uh, Fish, guess what? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fish, um couple exciting things there as we get to our death stranding talk here um i know that there's some new chompers that would like to buy some merchandise from sword chomp do you know where they can head mm-hmm. over to on the world wide web to locate merchandise for well they just have to go down to www <laughs> w whoa whoa <laughs> too many w's too many okay oh shit um redbubble.com slash people Slash sword jump? Yeah, that was the easy part, I thought, but oh, that's, okay. that's the company I work for? That's the company I work for? Yeah, that's the company I work for. I work for Sword Chomp. Okay, good. Excellent. Chomp? Yeah, just just Yeah. Head on over that's there. True. Get some uh get you a nice sexy shirt. Sexy phone case. Uh and fish, if someone wants to support us, let's say they enjoy our bickering and they'd like to support our little community, where could they go to uh to maybe fund us? Throw a couple dollars our way, it would mean the world to us. Oh. Yeah, it would it would definitely mean the world to us if they went to patreon.com slash swordchomp and uh threw us, you know, a few dollars our way. Mm-hmm. Just because. You know, and if they you throw guys five dollars our way, what happens then? Oh, ah, they get into the VIP. Oh, gosh. The VIP? Dude, they wa- what is no, that? You want to be in the VIP. I'll just say that. You, you want to be in the VIP because you get instant access to our Instagram VIP page, which has plenty of content on there. A kind of behind-the-scenes um, uh, showcase of what goes on behind the minds of Sword Chomp. Uh-huh. It's true. It's true. Well, I hope they do. Go to patreon.com slash swordchomp because that would be awesome. And also, true real-life outer world story that is a nice segue till Shay gets back. This is, you know, in life you don't often see, you know how in those games you walk up to someone in your face with a moral dilemma where you're 
we were joking about the moral dilemmas in Outer Worlds last week because they are very like, oftentimes both people will be unsatisfied, right? Well, my dog this week, we thought she was going to die. Um, and it was really weird because for two days she was just like having trouble breathing. She wouldn't move or eat or anything. We took like a day or so. We took her into the vet, right? And they were looking her over and they called us and they said, look, we think it's an infection in her tooth because her teeth were kind of dirty. And we think that's causing all these other problems. And we could take the tooth out and um, give her some medication for about 400 bucks. And we can hope that that's the problem. And, th- and then my wife comes over to me and she's like, that fucking, she feels like, she looks like she's dying and they think it's a fucking tooth. This is stupid. Now we're not vets, right? We're just panicking here. We're like, the tooth? We take it to the doctor and they think it's a fucking tooth? So she calls her mom and her mom's like, look, you can spend $400 to get that fixed and it might not f- fix the dog. She's 13 years old. I wouldn't do it. You guys can't afford that right now. You have a baby on the way. And she comes over to me and she's like, she's like crying. She's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, we either pay for it and and take a $400 hit and it might not even fix our dog or, you know, we just see if she gets better. And like Josh, oh, Josh, Josh just said bullets cost 25 cents. (laughs) That's horrible. That's horrible. That was Jesus that was in text God. for a reason. That was that was that was not that was not an oh, audio no. statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a, that's the yeah. that's the last choice in the outer worlds uh, of dialogue is <laughs> bullet shoot dog. Um, Put all that's you down for a bullet and a nickel. And. But I remember like having one of those clear moments where I looked at her and I was like, look, we, we are not those kind of people. We're not going to go through our life thinking we could have saved our dog, but the money was a problem. Right. And we decided to, we decided to pay the money to fix the dog, get the the infected tooth removed and, and give her the medicines or whatever, because that's the, I felt like the right thing to do. You know, the cold person might say, let's see what happens. You, you know, don't drop $400. And you know what? That dog for the past five days has been amazing. Like instantaneously, I had no adult, I had no idea that teeth infections um, fuck with animals that much, like small dogs and stuff. But they it, it rocks everything in them. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the doctor who works on these animals every day knew more than I did. <laughs> who who who'd have thought, right? Um, but I was fascinated because it was like one of those real life scenarios that that was like something you'd see in like the outer worlds where you have bold choices or you know it's like a moral quandary there. But yeah. I think you always should lean for the you know, the ethical thing, the right thing to do. If if that dog had died and we spent $400, it would have been sad either way. It wouldn't have been sad because we lost $400. It would have been sad because the dog was dead, you know? And I felt like it was and a very easy decision $400. to make, but she was torn between her mom telling her this information and she didn't know what to do. So I had to be the uh, light post there. Um, but I told you the story. While it was happening, I was like imagining like dialogue bars popping up in front of me because I'm such a nerd, so. You know what's sad is you didn't have your uh, your charisma high enough to have a persuasion <laughs> bar up here mm-hmm. and be like, offer to pay two hundred instead. Two hundred dollars, yeah, I know. You you know like, put more, put more points in your. Like we could put that money away for a PS Five. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> 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 I did. I did. No, Shay. Shay jokes, but he's on the right track because I told her I was like, "Can you ask the doctor if this somehow doesn't work? If we can get a discount? Because if we spend all this money and the dog like, dies, you know, we deserve that money back. You know, um, or, or just or at least towards a cremation. Yeah, oh, yes. Um, 
Yes. Well, I don't. <laughs> if your dog dies, we'll give it a free cremation. Come on over to Pal Puppies. Speaking of cremation, that actually happens in Death Stranding a little bit in the first. In the first, so let's segue right into that. Uh, this is interesting, Shay. Um, we're not going to spoil anything past the first couple chapters, so I want to give you full leeway there. This will be our first impressions, um, and we'll have a full rundown next week, unless, of course. My baby is born. I may not be here, but I'm supposed to have a special guest to fill in for Shay. Now, Fish, you went and picked up a PS4 Pro, and mm-hmm. you dove into Death. Fish was teasing me because he had um, Death Stranding early. He somehow got it from his GameStop like at nine, so he was just taunting me yep. the whole the whole time while I was watching it download. So what was I? How how was I taunting you? Well, you know, you were sending me pictures and stuff like okay. that. So. Okay. I mean, that, that's something that you do all the time with the video games that you get, Morgan, and I don't feel like I'm being taunted. I know, I know, but I, I was just very bitter because I was watching that countdown. Seven, six, five, four. I literally watched the whole thing drop. Why is Josh... Mm. What's going on? Hold on. Why are Josh and Shay losing it? I, this is distracting. What's, what's happening here? Fish, do you know what's happening? Did you miss it too? It's, it's completely unrelated. We're, we're just making oh, no, but, horrible, horrible, horrible jokes about the dog still. Oh no! Oh no! This. Oh, oh fuck! Uh, we're um, we're horrible people. Yeah, I, I guess so. Well, maybe if I can get that joke, I'll throw it up on the Patreon page because they're not going to tell me on the podcast. I guess. Not a chance. Uh, it can't be worse not than the chance. bullet. It can't be worse than the bullet. Not Is after, it worse than the bullet? Not after, not after I got it's caught for the, the first one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jeez. Fool right. me twice. Poor fish, you nah. know, can poor fish keeps can fish get it's trying to get a thought out here and everyone's laughing. Come on, mm-hmm. just give the guy some. I'm respect. sorry, fish. It's like, it's like an unruly classroom here and Every time, the, that's, every time the dude, substitute that, that is exactly what it is. There, it's like, nah. dude, those are, we're getting it's flashbacks like in school. Mm-hmm. It's like my classes at school, dude, for real. Like I'm sitting there, like telling something, and some people are talking about some shit over there, and I'm like, hey, student, I can't say their name. Hey, student, what's up, Nani? What are you talking about over there? Noble nine, noble nine. Okay, that's what I thought. To, mm. to to your critical eye, fish on your new PS4 Pro. Um, how how does it look? How how are you feeling about uh, it? It it looks great. It looks great. Um, yeah, this game is it's it's very cinematic game. Um, kind of no surprise from Kojima. Uh, but yeah, but it 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 takes on like almost this weird. I don't know, like the way I see Kojima's mind, uh, and I, I don't really talk about like developers and people like this, um, just because I don't necessarily, I'm not as interested in them. Uh, I'm more interested in just like their final product, which is a video game. But like Kojima has just been there, you know, since my childhood, and like I, I've slowly, you know, kind of grown up with the games that he's put out and. Um, he's just a guy that just seems like he's into like this, into like kind of the same stuff as I I would say I am, uh, mm-hmm. where he has you know, 
he, he's a kindred he's a spirit. Sort of like you could just see him like walking up to Norman Reedus and just saying, "Hey, he's smoking a cigarette. Uh, let, let me go up there and bum a cigarette off of him." You know, and like is that what you would do? Would like, you bum a cigarette off Norman Reedus? Uh, off of Norman Reedus, of course, and <laughs> sit down and chat with them, and then put on some shades and you know act cool in the sun or something like that. But like. Uh, <laughs> Just lounging in the sun with my <laughs> boy Norman. We're just fucking sunbathing cool. out here. Hey. Yeah, and... Hey, it's me and Norm, baby. Well, you know, seeing his, like, his Instagram page as well, like, hey, he's just dropping all these little, like, things about his video game, and, like, he was giving, like, these thumbs up all the time, and, like, I was just like... Yeah, well, that's uh, that's a little corny, but like eventually, like once you play the game, like you realize there there's a like system in that game, where you like you know certain um, uh, players apparently can put down uh, ropes or a ladder somewhere, and apparently you can like it as many times as you like at uh, one given time um, for a while, and um, like it, it's just strange, like to see how what he's, all the content that he's put out on his IG and like finally building up to this video game. Like, I, I was just, I was so interested in what this game was gonna be like. And did you just drop IG casually in conversation? I, I did. like it. Is that bad or no? Okay. It's you fine. It. It's okay. fine. I'm yeah. following you on the gram. Yeah, I was saying gram. Yeah, you know. ah, the gram. Oh, that that sounds more hipstery. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like what what's been going on in Kojima's brain over the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's just been like sending weird. Like, it seems like as soon as like the game was done, like he went on like this weird world tour, and like he's just sending all these weird pictures from weird places. He's like having this weird, you know, dinner on this on this in this like weird mansion and like it, it, it's strange like hey, really you think we just about want, this guy i'm just gonna run a side podcast where we just talk about kojima's instagram for an hour yeah <laughs> oh it, it's it's fascinating as fuck like, and did you see this no week on kojima's instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll devolve into yeah you know, one of those um but no, like he's he's just a, a wonderful guy that I is very interesting to me. And well, you don't know if he's wonderful, but that's very sweet of you. Uh, you never met him before. Mm, well, I've seen his he interactions sure fun, with other though. people, and he's he seems very <laughs> he's a fun guy. <laughs> he's a fun guy. <laughs> no, hold on, fish. Is he a compelling individual? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> this could really get nasty. Uh, we've opened up a wormhole. Oh, We're just breaking all shit. analysis forever. Yeah, we are. <laughs> No, okay, Jesus fish. Christ. That's a good starter. That's a good starter from you. I like it. Is it? Um, okay, thanks. Let's just <laughs> really. I was just pulling this all out of my ass. I'm glad you guys <laughs> liked it. <laughs> is I want I want every um, response just to be is it? Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, it's a good starter. Um. So yeah, you have. A, I know. I've known you my whole life. We have this story I put on one of my private podcasts about how we. Uh, $10 patron tier about how we bonded over Metal Gear Solid. Um, I know it's going to throw it to Josh, but he's taking a bio break. So I guess we, we can just go back and forth. <laughs> I was about to say, and Josh, oh, wait, he's going to the bathroom. Um, and, and yeah, you've kind of been kindred spirits for us, really cinematic. But we were younger at the time, too. So I was kind of curious to see, like, as adults, as like 30, 
three-year-old adults, like if his, and cause he's grown too, obviously. Cause Jim was like what? 50 something years old. So right. yeah. Yeah. Like, see, seeing him grow throughout the years as well. Like his taste, like I, I was just, I was really curious about what he was going to put out, you know, once he left Konami and, um, it's still Kojima like you could still this is a Kojima ass game and like I I love that I love the fact that it's you can tell that who's who was the director of this game who wrote the story and everything like that it's just there's so much weird ass shit in this game and like weird like pop culture references that and and there's also like cringy moments as well that you just you know there's monster from, you know, en- there's monster energy drinks i mean that surprised me yeah i mean that's... that that was a yeah that was a huge surprise for you i was just like is he is this like some sort of like advertisement deal or is yes is this just kojima really well, liking yeah he, monster he identifies energy drinks? both he, he identifies as being a consumer but it, it is interesting for what it's worth as silly as it is to like go to charge up with a monster energy drink it's just a very strange thing in such in such a serious game like that i just find the whole thing just fascinating mm-hmm. i oh. i don't like they explain it in the game but i still don't know how it passed as an advertisement though considering the monster energy drink comes from you know just hanging out in a river or in the rain or whatever just like if you want to refill your monster you just kind of go down to the creek and fill up your canteen, and there you are. You've got some monster. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's really pushing the image they wanted. I want Kojima to explain that to me. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Like a monster is just like it's just the dirty, poisonous river water that you walk up to mm-hmm. and fill your canteen with. Maybe that is the image that they wanted, Josh. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's the uh, the crowd I, they were going for. I mean, I after right after that, I walked over to a weird plant and I smacked it, and these weird bugs came out and I ate them, um, which was what are they called microbes or whatever? No, and the cenobites or something. Cenobites, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look tasty, kind of. If you're hungry enough, how hungry do you have to be <laughs> for the cenobites to look kind of tasty? Um, they make a big deal about it too because Fragile has that scene where she holds one right in front of the camera and she eats it, and then she has this weird look on her face, like it's like. Did I really want to drink that monster? Yeah, it's just—it's just, very strange. But um, okay, so let's. This is a this is a very difficult game to unpack, but we're just doing first impressions, so that's okay. Um, Josh, I know you finally got into it this morning as well. Um, like, what's floating to the top of your head as far as first impressions go? Um. As far as first impressions go, um, it is a Kojima game. Like, the first couple hours of it, they keep throwing acronyms and just names that mean absolutely fucking nothing at you in every sentence. Um, yeah. Which is not going to work for some people. Like, it's, it's, it's a thing that he does just in his storytelling, he'll build a really cohesive world that you will eventually learn about. But at the beginning of them, they're fucking ridiculous because they're asking... They'll just be confused. Yes, they're just, they're giving you name after name after name and none of it means anything to you, but they're not treating them as if you don't know what they mean, which which I actually like as far as 
world building is they make concerned. you work for it they yeah make you like work why for it. why yeah. would they explain what any of this means like you you're not new as the the character in the game you as the player are but the character should know all this stuff so they don't just yes. explain it all to you which i like but is just baffling when you first jump into a kojima <laughs> game like you get there and like What's what the fuck is yeah. anyone talking about at any given moment in time like I get the gist of what a doom is, dooms is, but I couldn't tell you. I couldn't yeah, explain it to you exactly. And that's that's ninety nine percent of the capitalized words in the game. You're like, I I think I kind of get what this is, but I'm sure they'll explain it as we go. So, um, yeah. Which I mean, that's just that's that's par for the course at this point. But it's not changed, so you're you're aware going into it, like you're gonna get some weirdness, um, as far as just like everything has a Everything has a name, even if there already was a name for it before that they could have just gone with. Yeah. But like, no, we'll rename it. So it's more I, Kojima. I generally like I generally like that stuff too, Josh, just because I like the it may not be satisfying when I learn all of the uh conclusions that I about what this stuff is, but like the process of learning it to mm-hmm. me keeps me on the edge of my toes. I like that. Yeah. Um You're just constantly kind of unraveling what this all means. Mm-hmm. And that that is that is that is an interesting way to tell a story. I, I think there's, I don't think it's the only way. I don't think it's the best way. I think, I think it's, I think you could really build a whole lot more off of just using terms for stuff that we already understand, but it, well, it know, works. Kojima, he so. wants to recreate language if he could. Mm-hmm. He'd, re, he'd rewrite language it, if he Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, God bless him. You know, I will say this, the, there is one scene though where they did explain everything, but it was fine. Um, there's a pretty intense scene at the beginning where you have to dispose of a body. So there's these dispose. So okay, Josh, if you had to explain what the Death Stranding actually is in a f- in like ten seconds, how would you describe it? Just like why they have to destroy the bodies. They haven't explained why yet, as far as like the initial what happened to separate everyone. But the Death Stranding is essentially a uh state of existence that the whole world is in now because of this time rain that I can't remember the exact code time fall time fall yeah. time fall but it's it's rain that whenever it hits you makes you old just go forward in time um extremely fast which looks yeah. amazing because you know plants will spring up grow bloom and then die as the rain hits stuff, it <laughs> looks fucking amazing. Uh, but anyway, essentially, this has kind of happened and made all these dead zones. You like, you you need to be able to be out of the rain at all points in time. There's more to. They haven't explained all that at the beginning, so I'm not going to get into okay, it. But anyway, yeah. I, like that's but fair. because of that, everyone's separated. Like you have to hole up and kind of cloister yourself away from everything like every, everyone is is stuck in these little you know small settlements just little groups of people that are just kind of eking out of survival after this calamity happened that hasn't been explained yet as far as the you know the entire cause of it and whatnot which i assume yeah, we're just I getting pieces we'll get, of so, it yeah, yeah. but and, and to be to be fair, in that first scene where like you are being rushed, there's this body disposal unit shows up. You know that you gotta dispose of the body far away because bad shit can happen if the body decays too much. I guess it explodes or something like that. 
Um, so you have to burn them, but you have to burn them in an area that's really far away because the way the dead bodies decompose turns into this terrible, like, chemical or whatever, right? Something like that. Um, so there's some nuances to how... That explains why all the dead stuff was just dead on the beach. I will say, I did get into an encounter with... Uh, not to jump around, but I'm just kind of going with where my brain takes me. I did get into an encounter with my first BT. Um, and I don't know if I could have, I could have probably avoided it, but so it's after you make it to the incinerator. Mm -hmm. Um, and if there's anything that's spoiler worthy, we'll let you know. It's only the first couple chapters. Like Josh was just, this typing is, this is privately. stuff, this is stuff you've seen in trailers so far. So. Yes. It's just, it's just con it's contextualized, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Like the, the scene they showed in the trailer where the guy gets picked up and he's so scared of being taken that he stabs himself to death. Um, that was contextualized in the game. And that, they showed that in the trailer, but like, it was just a weird trailer, but now I understand everything that happened leading up to that with the body disposal team. So mm -hmm. there was more to it. And I, uh, so it meant a lot more, I guess. Um, but what I'm getting at is that, that there's a lot of tension to that scene where they're trying to rush this body away. And like, um, Kojima is really in love. It's like, he's been watching a lot of like <laughs> Jurassic Park or something. He's in love with the, 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 the handprint that smashes into the mud to reveal you know, it filling with goo or water or whatever uh, because of the rain, because those creatures um, are invisible. Um, but as they walk around, they show them by using their little handprints. And he does that a lot uh, to build tension, which he's kind of going for the early monster movie thing, which I think is interesting where they don't show you the creatures for a while. Um, it's sort of hinted at or like glimpses or things that they're doing. Instead of just right away, like, here's a monster. But what mm -hmm. I was getting at is I, I accidentally got swallowed up by the first creatures that can get you. <laughs> and the first BT I fought was like a whale. I don't know. Have you guys seen that one yet? Okay. I didn't, I didn't get caught. No, I didn't, get, you didn't, I get, didn't caught. get caught. You didn't get caught. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. I didn't understand what was going on. So I just, I, I was confused. I walked out. There was people. They just grabbed me. I, I, I just couldn't it's, it. Yeah. It's, it's very confusing. Like that, that was the first time like you come in, in contact with those things. And like, it, they, all of a sudden, like they, they introduced like these, uh, like three new game mechanics, which was using BB, the baby. Like I didn't know exactly what how they were gonna implement it, but it, it's it, it it fucking blew my mind whenever my controller started crying at me at twelve <laughs> in the morning, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is this game?" Wow, and you I, guys are horrible fathers. He was well, baby was <laughs> just fine with me. I kept kept that little oh, fucker really? safe. You better believe it. Oh, I had one instant fish. I'm with you where I fell off a mountain. And uh, I did too. Oh I felt God. really bad. I yeah. felt bad too. <laughs> BB was crying up a storm. And I was like, "You gotta shut up, BB. They're gonna find us." And there was a tension there, right there, where like, so you you begin to sneak out of the the place where you just incinerated the corpse, and like these BTs attack you, and um, your character says uh, he's just surrounded by them. Um, and apparently there's different levels of dooms and apparently um sam porter which is norman reedus's character he um can only sense them um but apparently what is the dooms? there's different level of dooms what is the doom there it's is. like an inner uh, it's like well, special they, blood or something. what do you think it, it is what's it, the it, gist of it it's it's something in their blood it's and just it's, it's just their, your I, your particular vamp level 
Exactly. Yes. <laughs> vamp tier one, mm-hmm. vamp tier two. Yes. <laughs> Dancing like a ballerina in a hallway? What dooms <laughs> what dooms level turns you into a gymnast? Mm-hmm. Um anyway. Yeah, at five you weird... can kind of do a really <laughs> strange, spinny sort of dance across the water. As, um, as long as you're not in time with any music. If you ever get in time with music, you'll fall right through the surface. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, Dooms are supernatural abilities that characters in Death Stranding use to interact and perceive otherworldly entities. So it's a supernatural ability. That's all you need to know. I mean, at that point. But it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Like, certain people yeah. are either born with or have these abilities to sense the creatures. I guess some people can see them. That implies that some people can actually just straight see them. I can say this as the... Uh, as the video gamer, I could see them. <laughs> so I must have very high dooms because I saw all mm-hmm. of them. Um, yeah. Unless the things I was seeing were not. The actual BTs? What were, so that's the difference. So there's the invisible things, right? But what is the, what are the weird creatures that were just floating that I could see? You know what I'm talking about? When you first walk out and you see those dark shapes, like. Yeah. Are those, and they have like those little whips that are whipping around. Yes. Them. What are they? Yeah. Those are also. Uh, those are BTs. I thought those were BTs. Okay. So. I could see We're some com- of the- Yeah, now I'm all confused. Well, yeah. well now you got to tell me about the whale that you saw, because, like, I'm interested in, like, the, that fight. Like, what was there, like, a different game mechanic that so went on? When- there, there's probably a lot more to it, but I'll tell you this. At that early in the game, you don't have a lot yet. There's an actually interesting article up on Kotaku about how they, you should try to get to Chapter 3 pretty quickly. Not, they're not trying to rush people through the game because they think it's bad or anything or good. They're just saying, once you get to Chapter 3, you open up a lot of the game's features right the first two are the, basically mm-hmm. tutorials like they're they're yes. they're very Gameplay straightforward wise. as far yeah. as like you've got one path you. there and one path but i mean th- chapter two you've got options about how to get there and how to get back but not a lot yes like they're they're very no, yeah. much still teaching you how the world works but it's yes like three is where it starts Anyways, to open up to answer your question, Fish, I didn't, I didn't have a lot going. I didn't know what was going on. So I said, what if I can just run? So I just ran from it until I was out of the black goo and I was fine. So I, you can run away from them, I guess. Oh, but okay. I think I've, from what I've heard, if you destroy them, that area clears up for a while. Like that area still seemed bad. Once I left, I didn't turn back. You know what I mean? But, um, it was like, and it wasn't just a giant whale. It was like jumping up and down in this goo and it was like turning into one of those monsters. It was cool. I hope that there's a lot of different ones, you know, like, cause they're supposed to represent those beached creatures that were dead. Um, cause I assume most of them will be ocean life, but they could be anything I'm assuming. Um, I saw like sharks and stuff. So like, if there's like a shark that's jumping out of that shit later on, that would be amazing. But the point is I just ran away to answer your question and I was fine. So, oh, okay. Man, yeah. kind of on Epic for a lot of people, but I just, I just ran. I was like, that's all I could do in this game. Yeah. No, no, that, that that was an interesting point because, like, like I said, like you you get BB and like you realize how exactly to kind of navigate. You know, uh, I guess I don't know how you did it, Josh, but like my BB was going crazy, mm-hmm. and the little flashlight—I uh, don't even know what yeah. that's called—that's like a little shutter on your back that like kind of points towards, I guess, the BTs um, and like starts to shutter like real rapidly as something like I all that stuff was kind of intuitive start, as far as like a sneak yeah, it in. I had one start to chase me, but that is as close as they got. One started to come yeah. after me, but it was still well, far enough away I've, that I've, I could still 
not have to start running, running, and I could still keep sneaking yeah. by everything else because he was. Well, Josh is a good stealth person when he plays games, I, so I, I imagine I play a bunch of stealth games. So that's kind of yeah, yeah. I started to panic, and I was just like, I need to There's, get out of here as quick panicking as possible. Is so not, I was trying to take the not straight. Good there. Like, that's it, what I did. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever you first start out there, like the BB only gives you information about stuff that's very close to you. Like only things that are like basically mm-hmm. in scanning range. There, like you keep running into the BTs in that first scene for a long ways past those like first six that you see. Like they are all oh, over the place. Yeah. They are they are everywhere. So if you like panic and just try to run you're going to hit all yeah. the other ones and it's just you'll you'll get yourself mm-hmm. in more and more yeah, trouble. Yeah, and it and it seems like they also follow you as well. Like they'll they'll actually move closer towards you if they can sense you and like another mechanic that they introduce is like you have to hold your breath as well and there's a little gauge that shows but you holding isn't, your isn't breath. Isn't that confusing because sometimes in the cinematics they they tell each other to hold their breath and then sometimes I feel like they're making enough noise to be seen and they're not seen. And I'm a little confused as to like the exact. It is? Yeah, I don't know if it's. I feel like they're, they're going to explain that. Else, they haven't really explained what it is. Like it seems like sound yeah. is it, but they've not ex- they've not explained it particularly well. They may get yeah. to that later, so I'm not I'm not holding that against them yeah. yet, but I might. Yeah, I, that, yeah. that's well, definitely like, something yeah. that I've taken note of. Like they're not being super quiet; they're just not breathing. But like the explanation, they've kind of half-assed given me so far is that it's the noise and i don't believe it yet so yeah it seems like there's too many things going on is it noise is it the breathing is it this is that and and the bts are always just barely missing them and i'm like okay i need to i would just like a little clarity like even some some of it's kind of silly like the the time fall rain he wears a coat to protect himself from right um a raincoat of course, yeah. you don't want to be hit by the time fall. But like, I'm like, I've wore a raincoat before. Some of that shit's gonna splash. You're in gonna, your face. yeah, exactly. It's getting on your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like they, that, they, that they, raincoat they found, they found new raincoat technology that somehow keeps your face dry, even though it's blowing yeah. into your face. <laughs> or like fragile's, well, I, I don't know, future. Yeah, fragile's umbrella. Her umbrella seemed very inefficient, but very stylish. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I also laughed at the idea that the it's whole like, yeah, opening was Yeah, we could block the and... rain with, with just the one sheet. But what if we <laughs> had eight individual sheets with gaps in between them? Maybe that would block the rain even better. Uh, oh, <laughs> I oh do... for sure. I think so. Uh, there's, there's a lot of little stuff like that that you will ask it's yourself. It's just fucking it Kojima on. stuff. You're like, sure, sure, mm-hmm. man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's like, He'd probably tell me maybe that's why Norman Reedus looks a little haggard. He gets little splashes on his face all the time. I don't fucking know, but mm-hmm. I some of it's well. That's a the funny, funniest but... thing about every time they you hold your breath, they don't just hold their breath; they cover their face with their hands. Their hands that have just been out in the rain, covered in rainwater. <laughs> no, Josh, you're thinking about it too much. Yeah. Don't you can't do this. You'll break that it. That bothers me more um, than just the raincoats. The fact that they just put yeah. their soaping it's like sopping wet hands all over their face and are somehow just fine so. if they could find a way to somehow explain this stuff by the end i will stand up and the clap, on, but the I'm, only I'm, thing I'm, that I'm makes sense about that is if there's like a like all the time hits you in a certain amount of time like it like it just it only lasts for however long oh and then like yeah. it's like as it falls it like loses power because i mean it's not like the ground is going to instantly dry out and it seems like it stops accelerating time after it hits 
like it's only lasts for like 15 seconds. So maybe yeah. it's something like that. I'd like I'd like an hour long cutscene on the nature of Timefall, please. And you know we're gonna get that. Actually, you, you know you know you we're know gonna get the, that. Now that you mention that, <laughs> yeah, we're well, gonna get like, two it, hour long cutscenes. We're gonna get the first one explaining the, it, there's, there's and gonna, then the second one explaining there's it again. Be so much of him, yeah. yeah. In case we missed it, I wish I got the collector's edition now. Mm. Why? Why? J- just for the actual digital album, actually. Mm. I really wanted that digital album. Oh, the music? Um, I'm, yeah, g- I'm probably going to end yeah. up buying it separately. So, How do you guys feel about all his obsession with low roar? Do you like it? It's good. He's uh, got good musical yeah, taste. It, it, like, between low roar and churches, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking good music. It is really good, and I like the way he kind of, like, showcases these, uh, these bands, like, these artists, like, he, he finds these moments where he's just like, okay, your character's just gonna be walking in this very pretty world that I created, why not make it almost like a music video for you, and... It holds holds up the band's title for the entire length of the song, not just the beginning and the end, the whole length of the song has the, uh, the song and album info. I love oh, that. Yeah. And if you stop the camp, like there's something I did that broke the song up and then it just started again whenever I pulled that. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, all right. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Fish, but what I was going to say was, is it implied, do you think, that he has an iPod? Or is it just Kojima? Because I feel like if he explained it that Norman Reedus was just listening to an iPod, I'd kind of like that. But it almost seems like it's implied right. that it's just us, the, us, the viewer that's well, getting... Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed yeah. this, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure you noticed it from like the leaks of like the whole, if you stare at Norman Reese's crotch long enough, he'll hit the camera. Mm-hmm. It's implied that there's like, the player character is not Norman Reedus. We're the, we're the camera or something. Yes, you're right. There was one part where I was controlling. Yeah, it was weird. Like it's yes. like every time you're in his room, kind of doing the menu and stuff. He like talks to you like you're it, a thing. He will motion towards yeah. the camera as if you are yeah, there. He I noticed that. Like it's it's yeah. not like and actually I it's like odd. that as far as like distance. I saw one thing that did yeah, that just, and it threw me mm-hmm. off. It's like it feels like it's giving distance from you to the player character. Like you're still controlling him, but it feels like yeah. maybe a way to kind of make him feel more autonomous. Like so you don't feel like oh that's not something I would do. Because you're not breaking him. like just another weird barrier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of another barrier of separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, and and I but I do like. I was very worried about this, but I think so far, I think Norman Reedus will work for this character really well because he is just sort of an everyman delivery, like for this kind of a vessel of a character. We'll see how this evolves. I think it works. I mean, generally, I like. Look, I didn't even like Arthur Morgan at first, and then I grew to be one of my favorite characters ever so we have to see the arc here but i feel like norman reedus works as just sort of this fine you need me to carry the dead body to the incinerator like kind of gruff sort of guy like i see it i feel and like there's a there's a likability to his gruffness that i think people that enjoyed the early seasons of the walking dead will get um and that's why norman reedus is norman reedus uh even though you see that ad for his TV show and you take a poop, which is pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is weird. Like, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, it's, you go to take a crap, and all of a sudden there's an ad for a show that Norman Reedus is in, with Norman Reedus' <laughs> name right there in it, and a picture of him. Like, it's... 
it's so brilliant by Kojima. It's, it's just so, so weird. Brilliant. <laughs> for like money, for financial reasons, like how he, yes. like, cause he, cause look, when he left, I imagined even though he had money, he did not have endless amounts of money. Uh, he's going to get Sony funding sponsors for, and then probably some of his own funds. Not for a game with like this sort of production values new. That's not like, yeah. yeah. I will say objectively, I think so far the game looks great, but I'm not blown away um, yet. Like the the world. Okay, so this is weird. I wonder if you guys feel this way. I think the world works well for what he's doing, but it feels like an open world designed by somebody that's never designed an open world. And by that, I mean like the way it feels to like walk around and move on the structures and stuff is very strange to me from all the open world games that I play. I've uh, Um, turn up your dead zone. I did this as soon as I started. You can't walk in this game because the dead zone is like the the amount of walk space you get is way too small. Mm -hmm. Like bump it up from zero to two. It will change the Mm. way the game feels significantly, significantly on the PS2 or on the, on the PS4. Like it is, Okay. The game feels better. It feels like you're finally able to walk and do some of the fine controls that you just can't otherwise. Okay. Um, it's a minor thing, but like it, the default should not be zero. The default should be slightly higher. I, I've, I've noticed it's not even the default should be higher. They should just give you more room of the middle of the stick to allow walking. Because there was yes. an awful lot of times when I first, first booted up the game where I'm like, I'm just barely touching the stick and i'll go zipping off a cliff or something i'm like no we're not doing this so like i I increase the dead zones and it feels significantly significantly better um the okay i'll remember that i guess what i was trying to say and i articulated poorly although that's very helpful for anyone listening to as well i'm going to do that right away um is like i found myself able to like shimmy and mash myself up a mountain in a way that i don't think was either intended to, or maybe that's just the beauty of the game, because I got to a weird place on this mountain, yeah. and I was like, there ain't I, nowhere else I can go. I think it you is I mean? fairly intended, because so much of it is simulated. At the beginning of the game, you don't have an awful lot of equipment, and uh, the way they calculate, like, they simulate your load, essentially, um, and when you don't have a lot of equipment, you can get to places that are significantly harder to get. Um, mm-hmm. and like I don't I'm playing it hard and from what I've seen it's supposed to make the balance harder as well like it doesn't just make like yes. the enemies harder like it makes it harder to just walk like walking is harder in the game that's like oh you're playing hard okay and weird like to the point where if you try to make it if you take a turn too tight you'll lose your balance with um with that corpse that we were talking about at the beginning yeah. you take a corner too tight you start to fall over Oh, I had that happen in normal too. Yeah. So like it's every corner. Like it's, it's not even a matter of too tight. It's like I, anytime you turn, you're falling over and it it seems like it's supposed to be simulated that way to make it more a matter of, I, I, I think we we were talking about this earlier. I think this is part of the whole setting up stuff for yourself. So it feels like you're making progression so you can make things easier for yourself later. Um, yeah. Type of a progression system, which is, weird it's not a thing we've done before um as far as like making a route easier for yourself that doesn't happen all that much like your main adversary yeah is the terrain but like there's times where i would look look up a cliff and be like in most games i look at that cliff and say i try to walk up that i slide right down mm -hmm. but he walked up it and i was like huh okay 
So like he, he, yeah, you can getting co- used to the rules of that world yeah. are is interesting. Yeah, I've I've really been enjoying the movement so far. Uh, other than that, that first thing, like the the dead zones are not really set all that well to begin with. It it feels a little bit. <sighs> lacking in precision, precision, immediately. But um, okay. But other than that, like once once I did that and I could actually uh, walk when I wanted to walk instead of just like leaping forward, um, the movement's actually. It it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Um, it seems like it's going to get harder as you go because they've started giving you tutorials for terrain I've not encountered, like mud and other stuff like that. They're like, they've started giving me tutorials for like uh, different icons I'll get about the world, and I'm like, I've not seen any of those yet. So it, it's got to get more complicated as you go. It is definitely so, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It's 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 unique in that way. Yeah. I mean, it's. There's a lot of open world games out there, but well, like I feel like the general premise is well. The thing I like about it is that they explain it to you, like the whole. It, it makes sense. This is something I don't want to go back to Red Dead too much, but oh no. But I don't know how many times in Red Dead I'd see a minor incline and think, "I'll oh, walk up to that," and you just start sliding down the hill because. Like that game did so much to punish you for exploring because like any hill at all would just make you slide down it. All of them, all of them. Like you couldn't climb anything in Red Dead uh, to the point where like eventually you get, you, you realize don't explore. This is not an open world game. Just stay on the fucking path. Um, and this is kind of the opposite of that. This is like, you can do a scan and it'll give you information about basically any point on the world map. Like, okay, this, this part is too steep to walk up, but you can climb it. Or this part is muddy. So you'll, you'll slip if you try to fall on it. Yeah. Like it's, it's all simulated. It's, it's, it, it gives, it's interactable. It gives you like a, yeah, it's like a top topography type of map where like, it'll, it'll show you like a blue dots going on in front of you where, you know, that's the safest route that you could take or walk upon or tread upon. And then there's like yellow where like, if you're trying to do something crazy in this area, like you might, you might slip up and not be able to catch yourself. And then there's a red where it's just like, it, it'll punish you for um, trying to traverse through that land. And like that stuff kind of like uh, clicked with me immediately and I, I was I was constantly scanning within that first you know area where I was just mm-hmm. like just almost obsessively so did you feel like you were over scanning because I did I felt like I was scanning I did too yeah much. I, was like, I did <laughs> but like I eventually like I realized like I could slow it down a bit and like yeah. just look at the terrain as well you start, because you the start terrain, to understand what it all means what it yeah. looks like like yeah, like you yeah. Get and, the and the penalty for a lot of stuff is not awful mm-hmm. like small jumps in here and there like yeah, it's somewhat common. No, you're right, Fish. How do you feel like that first mission where you carried the body? I just hold, I held the both triggers the whole time. Yeah, and I actually felt like I was yeah. really trudging with the body because of how I was yeah. doing it. You know, well, I've noticed that it, it was weird. Yeah, like holding, holding, holding the steady yourself buttons. Yeah, kind of feels like cheating, but also it slows you down enough that it's yeah. not like oh, I'm getting away with something. You're you're no. you're penalizing well, your yourself by doing too. it. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah, it's it's kind of a chore to hold down both. Mm-hmm. Which again, people be like, "That's not mm-hmm. fun." Here it is; it's coming yeah. out, guys. There's no fun there. But it's in, <laughs> it's sort of trying to recreate yeah. the emotion of holding on to your backpack yeah. really tightly because there's a heavy ass fucking human being on. And the back. oddly enough, I've noticed that an awful lot in the trailers that they released early on. Like he's holding on to those straps an awful lot in those trailers. <sighs> yeah. Um, and I like that. Like it as far as the whole a it slows you down. You can't sprint. You can't do an awful lot when you're studying yourself like that but also you get graded on delivery time because you're a delivery man that is yeah. like mm-hmm. getting there if you're yeah. just sitting there holding on to those straps so you can get through somewhere you're not making an awful lot it's of time be a little slow yeah um yeah it, you'll get you'll get good conditioned yeah. you know packages that you know didn't fall and hit the mud mm-hmm. or get wet or something oh like fish that. i like it when your you. package hits the mud though. yeah but like it's it's interesting because it you like it dirty huh yeah like the the um because because you're scored on the stuff like it makes it seem like uh-huh. you're not just trying to get through it like you're trying to do it as well as you can um if you're into the scoring system yes. which yeah. some people will be well i mean but that's the well, thing even I- if you're not if even if you're not trying and you're just getting through it the score penalties will be enough to make you feel like oh i could do this better the mm-hmm. the idea yeah. is that, like me and fish joke about this because me we're delivery men in real life for our side hustles or at least we had been um for a while so there is sort of this feeling of just taking things from place to place like when you're faced with a we're really early on so we'll see how this develops but we've been in situations you know it is where you get somewhere and you're like you, you're faced with a weird obstacle you didn't expect like oh there's a dog here in their front yard or this whole area of their house is covered with ice so maybe i gotta make around way to the back but there's you know you, you're faced with like weird obstacle and that's a very micro level um no you know they didn't breathe the micro but um the point is just <laughs> it's a micro level fish you get it you get it. You know what I'm saying. I get it. The micro levels are it. almost as frustrating as ice levels. Yeah, <laughs> it's just true. You slip inside. But the idea, if the game progresses and hopefully remains interesting and compelling in the ways that you you're forced to think around situations, mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that progresses with like motorcycles and vehicles yeah. and and all that stuff. Yeah, and I've I've yeah, like 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 you're saying they've shown off an awful lot of different traversal traversal options and starting out it's interesting just getting where you want to go is an interesting task and so yeah mm-hmm. if they can continue that for the length of the game oh it that that sounds really cool um we'll, we'll see how they do because can they do yeah it? we're yes, still we're that's... still early on there so whether or not it's still interesting to walk somewhere by the end of the game is going to be kind of the deciding factor for this thing because it my, starts my off strong f- yeah like it like it does yeah. i mean well, it starts off as strong as it can for a game where the challenge is walking somewhere which some people are just not gonna enjoy but like i i thought it was really cool like just explore i, yeah. I like exploring worlds like this is something i like doing this is something mm-hmm. like like a No Man's Sky did this. Like, oh, that's cool. How would I get to the top of that cliff? And granted, you've got a jetpack in that game, so it's not anywhere near as difficult. But it's the same sort of thing. Like, I want to, I want to go there. How do I get there? Like, that's 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 a very unique sort of feeling that you get in games like No Man's Sky, like Breath of the Wild, and, and like Death Stranding. Yeah. It's like I see a place. I want to get there. How am I going to get there? 
Um, I'm curious. I agree with you 100. I'm just curious once the repetition comes in, mm-hmm. how much that affects the exploration because we all know it's going to get that way at some point. Yeah. Um. D- so, but I will. Last question because this is just our first impressions show. Anyway, I want to say one quick thing. I personally am a huge fan of the soundtrack so far. Um. It's it's done by Ludwig Vorsal. I'll find his name if I fucked it up. I tried to get him on in the blood, but he didn't want anything to do with me. I'm sure. Um. Fair. He's, he's Kojima now. He's, uh, but but the it's confusing because if you see a lot of stuff in the trailers, you'll think like the low roar stuff and the songs are the soundtrack, and they kind of are. Like as an audio director, they put that together. There's also a song that Mads Mikkelsen sings uh, in little pieces, and that's going to come together at the end. I know in a meaningful way because that's a song they've used in the trailer. Um, but the music itself, I described as like Stranger Things on acid. It's sort of like this, uh. Uh, subdued electronica that kind of builds and swells, but it's creepier than, you know, it's like if Stranger Things was on HBO or something like that. It's got this like darkness to it. Um, I, I don't know. It's a weird metaphor, but that's the one I'm going with, Josh. Um, and I really was, I heard it in some of the early trailers and I've been really enjoying the music so far when it comes in. When you're in the open world, I haven't heard much music. It's mostly just been quiet and then the songs coming in. Mostly in the cinematics, I have heard them use the uh, but I've only played it for a couple hours. So I just wanted to give a shout out to the soundtrack. Um, because I have been, it's like really up my alley as far as like synth wave and electronica. And like, if you've ever enjoyed the stranger things or something for me, that's like, you know, right now it's knocking out of the park, even though it's a little more subdued. And like you guys said, the, the music in the game isn't something I would normally listen to, but the songs are good yeah. and they fit this, the mood, like that first low roar song that plays. Um, when you're wandering around, mm-hmm. I fit the mood, the kind of the quiet, so, somber mood. Their music, low roar, they're kind of like um, mild electronic adult indie soft rock kind of thing. You know, it's trying to label it. It's, um, it works, but obviously Kojima must have a strong affinity for them because he seems to be all over that shit. <laughs> I just imagine Kojima sitting in his fancy office listening to Low Roar our day. Low Roar our day. Well, I can't try to say that. Low Roar our day. Low Roar Yes, so anyways, the soundtrack for Death Stranding. See, this is the um, this is the fucked up thing. It keeps wanting to pull up the other stuff, which is, is, you know, great. The churches and the low roar, but poor Lud, poor Ludwig is getting overshadowed here, guys. <laughs> Ludwig is not getting his fair due. <sighs> okay. I'm having trouble even finding his, his damn last name. I just wanted to give him that credit. Last question though. Um, are you connecting? I wanted to say this cause I was really getting, I was starting to feel the emotion with BB. I don't want to spoil exactly how that happens, but like how you connect with BB, I thought was really cool. And like, I'm actually feeling that connection there and I'm interested in what the narrative is doing. Uh, even though it is batshit crazy at times. And by that, I mean, when you walk in and the president is your mother and you're like, okay, he didn't know that. I didn't know that. What is, I, I know Kojima will explain this, but it's still absurd that the president is your mother, but you also didn't know it. And she also, you know, it, the, the whole thing was just like, yeah, what, what? yeah it's, it's a bit freaking wild. It's like a, you're working for like this 
company and like you come across you know like i guess a rival company which is fragile's character who she works for so like a rival you, delivery company yeah yeah it, it's like it's fucking like fucking fedex Domino's man fucking FedEx. <laughs> yeah ups versus fedex you know <laughs> who's gonna take care of your packages better but they you murder know? you Someone someone said this online that like there's people that are addicted to delivering in that game and they will jump you just because they want to deliver your package and that sounds like the most insane concept I've ever heard. That sounds amazing. (laughs) I want to deliver it. No, me. Kill you for it. I just like the feeling of delivery. Um (laughs) I'm not happy until I see that satisfied customer with that package in their hands. Uh, we're never satisfied until well I'm gonna avoid that low hanging fruit joke it's um, not hanging that low <laughs> set up um, Fish are you connecting with any of the characters in the story yet or how are you feeling about that so far um I've always liked Kojima's characters just because they're so fucking batshit crazy at times but yeah. it seems like he's kind of toned that down for a lot of these characters he seems like he's kind of taken like a more more mature type of uh feel with like most of his characters at least for now yes um with even so even like uh, die hard dead men and die dead hard man. Well, there's <laughs> die hard man and dead man like that was the one thing i was gonna reference is like there's names just like even like and the way dead man, man is just like and- <laughs> well, and Guillermo del Toro has a weird like looks like he had cut his head open he has like stitches yeah. all the way across his head so i wonder yeah. why that is yeah, yeah. The, you see all sort our diehard man who wears his who wears like this big metal face mask on his face, and is, is that and a, d- is that just an artistic choice? Like, I just want to wear a cool face helmet because it looks yeah, cool, it, but like, why? It looks cool. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why put it on? Why does your Why does the face mask mouth move as whenever you talk? Like, is he, it he was just tired of all the whiteies confusing with every other black man. He's like, if I if oh. I don't have some sort of ridiculous accessory, oh, no one no. will remember who I am. <laughs> uh, mm. I heard someone saying they were kind of critical. They were like, one of the only people of color in the game is cover of the mask half the time. It was kind of disappointing. Um, I don't think you realize. Maybe I, I, but I think that's for a reason. Maybe his face got hit with a bunch well, of time I'm, fall. And I'm he's thinking just that he's going to take vain. that off at some point and we're going to see something. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. actually the that, reverse. His, his face is younger than the rest of his oh, face. It's reversed. It's like a baby face. <laughs> it's reversed. He's just got this, wow. this ridiculously smooth baby face going on. <laughs> he's like 12 With years old from like the forehead to the <laughs> and lips. He, he's tired of getting carded, so he wears this skull mask. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't card anybody with a skull mask. I'm like, shit, do whatever you want. <laughs> Take the whole place. But um, they're teasing the Mads Mikkelsen thing. I thought he was, I'm starting to think he's not a villain, actually, now that I'm seeing a lot more of what they're teasing. Uh, he, they, they've showed yeah. the actual villain a couple times, but he hasn't said anything yet. The Troy Baker oh, character mm-hmm. with the gold mask, you know, that shows oh. up. Yeah, right. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. when I, I didn't even get that vibe though that he was a bad guy per se whenever he first encountered oh, him. Oh, I'm farther than you I think because they tell you in the story that like there is a diagram that pops up and they tell you about him and his group. Right. Yeah. They they talk about that but I wonder if that's like something that's a... Well is he like bad a, or good? I mean that could be a matter of perspective. Ex- exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh. the, I mean, we're, we're so early on in the game, yeah. up, but, and like, there's so much story that I'm sure Kojima wants to tell. So many cinemas that we're going to be sitting through watching, and um, I'm very curious. Yeah, and like it, this game, I didn't want to put it down. Like you, like you said, Morgan. Like I didn't want to put it down, but like the adult in me was like, I got work in the morning. Yeah, it's already you know one o'clock in the morning. I I gotta go to bed and get you know some hours of sleep. Um, but like it, this, it I, I was. I didn't think, you know, like... It's compelling. Uh, it, it's very... Yeah, exactly. It, it is. And, like, it, the story was just, like, just wanting to learn, like, what kind of crazy world Kojima's built up is, like, what kept me going through that. And I was just like, man, like, wow, this is a wild character. And, like, the way he's introducing them, um, like you're saying, like, that Mads Mikkelsen's uh, character, like, it... Uh, it's it's very interesting like i know eventually it's going to build to something and like eventually we're going to get rewarded with something like just see knowing that know. you're going to get the that thing, fish you got to be careful you expect the reward and we should get it but that's right. how, that's how kojima right. gets you he strings you along it. and uh, yes. you know and then at the very end you're like pa <laughs> that's all you get <laughs> maybe yeah. uh, so, sometimes yeah it's about yeah. the journey, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Josh, do you have any, um, no, I, I agree, Fish, uh, 100%. Um, I, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever, but I was just deeply fascinated by everything that was happening in the game that I, I wanted to see where it's going to go. So I am very, very much um, invested in everything so far um, that I've played in the first three hours. Oh, spoiler. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Josh just dropped a bomb. Okay, so this is a very minor spoiler. Go ahead, Josh. No, no, it's like, it's, I need to go back and get, like, footage of it. I just, it was something I noticed okay, when I was going okay. through, because it was like. Let's not confirm that yet. Yes. Um, Josh, uh, can you sum up in a couple, like, 10 or 15 seconds, as so we can get, get Shay in here. I know he's been very patient. Um, your early impressions of Death Strand. Um. I'm looking forward to more of it. The the it's it's oddly enough an awful lot like what I was kind of calling way way earlier to this than everyone else was and like as far as the whole stealth from something that will just fucking kill you sort of a thing. Um yes. instead of something you can fight back against. Um which I I really like. Like I like that as a as an idea. The whole making you need stealth Instead of it being like in most stealth games, it's become less and less important as it's gone. Like stealth was super important in like early stealth games and it's become less and less so since then. Um, And you're a stealthy guy. You love your stealth. I I do. I like, I I like it. And so I've been enjoying it so far. We'll see how it goes as they give us more and more uh, of like the tools tools to interact with, with, with the world. Um, but I've enjoyed it so far. Like I've I've been enjoying my time with it. Uh, it is, it's a Kojima story, so it doesn't make any goddamn sense so far. But they've given you enough threads to kind of keep tugging on to to make me want to understand what is happening. Yeah, it's not like just but nonsense for the sake they... of nonsense. At least as far as I can yeah. tell so far, like they give me interesting questions that I want to know the answer to. Just just enough threads to keep you mm-hmm. engaged. Would you say maybe you're getting just enough strands to keep you engaged? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so, 
yeah uh, by the way you're yeah okay i'm sorry i had to get it in there somewhere yeah um stra- so <laughs> yeah we, we can yeah. we'll have fun with it next week and it becomes an all-out party fest i'm sure that we're gonna go bonkers because mm-hmm. i'm sure the rich is thinking this is the wildest weirdest thing he's ever experienced or maybe he loves it or hates it who knows mm-hmm. rich is a man of strong opinions when it comes to this stuff um i love that baby though love babies gonna hit me hard having a baby soon shay layton has been patiently waiting in the background so i wanted to bring him in before we talk later gator and then finish with the polls because he monumentally today he did finish a 60 hour rpg that left him feeling empty but not necessarily in a bad way um just because it's over it's like yeah. a relationship that's over right yeah pretty much in a good way I, I will say I'm happy, like, because I know I nagged you for a long time, but it was one of those games that I knew, I was like, this is a Shea game, and if I like a Shea game, then maybe he'll really like it too. So, I'm glad that you seemed to enjoy it. For sure. Yeah, 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 I, I love the game, as to be expected. I knew I would. I kind of put it off because I knew that, it, because it was such a long game, that I would, like I said before, that I would get in, super invested into it, so... It was the right time, I think, for me to get invested into it because um, all the other games that have been dropping. But yeah, I, I'm glad that I sat down to play it. Very, very good game. It was kind of funny that you said you were going to stop halfway through and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to finish. I can't yeah, stop. I, I can't yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, when I get to the halfway mark, I, I need to play some Outer Worlds and then... I got to that halfway point, and I was like, uh, maybe just a little bit more. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to finish it. Might as well. Because I'm going to have to... Fi- I'm Might have, as well. I'm going to yeah. have to finish it at some point anyways. And it would have been nice to talk with you guys about Outer Worlds, but, um... I mean, I'll, uh, it's next on the docket, so I'm going to play it next anyways. And it, I won't be too far removed from the discussion in order to talk more no, about it. yeah. So... I mean, even if you don't get the death stranding till december i i know you're not as excited about it as we are but i'm still very excited to talk about that with you because it's very interesting you know um as well as the outer worlds to see if it lands with you more than it landed with me um which it should i mean that's that's your jam so yeah i should end up really liking the outer worlds to be honest with you i mean a lot of it would be weird talking about it yeah it'd be very weird do you I think the biggest thing that struck me the other day whenever I finally put Fire Emblem down was that, I'm at like 80 hours or so, was that it's not a surprise that the game is really good, because we've always really loved the Fire Emblem games. I am just blown away that I actually not only cared about the story, but like really, really got into the characters and the story. Those Fire Emblem stories are usually just the hottest of garbage, and by that they are they are inconsistent, they are all over the place, they are poorly written they i mean it's they're just bad but it didn't matter because the gameplay was always good so i'm floored yeah that they yeah yeah i in the previous fire emblem games i haven't really enjoyed their story it just feels very generic or not yeah. like it's not engaging enough i guess for me but this game it like you can tell they put a lot of time and effort into the game uh, the story is very very cohesive um it's interesting it's not the most interesting story in the world uh but it keeps you 
it definitely keeps you engaged. It keeps you wanting to know what's going to happen next. You're wanting to know why certain things don't feel right. Uh, things of that nature. It, it was very, yeah. very interesting for me. Uh, interesting enough to keep me wanting to find out more answers, like to know what was driving certain characters to make certain choices or why their per- personalities were the, the way that they were. And I think that was kind of the beauty of this game is that in previous games, if you have played a Fire Emblem game, you know, but if you haven't, uh, a big part of the game is you can have interactions with characters uh, in between battles. Like you have, you you have conversations with them. And this is based off of like your level of support. Like when you're fighting in a battle and you're fighting right next to another character and you are do- doing certain actions and that builds kind of like your rapport with this character. And yeah. that's always been a pretty much for as long as I've played Fire Emblem games. I haven't played every Fire Emblem game, but it's been pretty much a mainstay in those games for a while now. Yeah. And so with this game, what was nice is some of those interactions actually not directly, but indirectly played into the story of the game of what yeah. was happening. And because this game is so much more reliant on a cohesive story and an interesting story, you're interacting with these characters more and you're paying more attention. I can't tell you how many times I would skip cutscenes in previous Fire Emblem games because I just yeah. didn't care. And so it... I tried to care. I tried, but I'm with you 100%. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. You want to care, but you don't. Or at mm-hmm. least I did it, I guess I should say. And so, yeah, this game, like, it gave you a reason to care more about those interactions that gave you a lot more uh, uh, interesting material to work with, so to speak, I guess, when it comes to the story. Yeah. And so it it keeps you entertained from beginning to the end when it comes to the well, story. Well, in a game about war and death, it's weirdly that that's always been missing, right? And now, like, when you care about these people, even if you don't play on classic or what have you, like, the stakes are so much higher, especially when you get to the end of that game that like when you come up on like a named character in battle, it's like, holy shit, you know, like this, is, this is happening. Like we, this is life or death. And they finally, they finally hammered that home, I think in a successful way, which is kind of makes the gameplay feel better too. Right. Among other things. So right. it's more it's poignant. It doesn't make it's the gameplay feel better. The, the gameplay being better makes the faint gameplay feel better. Well, I mean like if you're, if you have an emotional Sort of. You mean it's more investing? Um. So, for example, the the moments are more impactful. I think on the battlefield because I care about the people I'm fighting and the people I'm fighting with. And before it was just that's Archer B or that's pink haired girl who uses the sword good, you know. And uh, so I think it makes those those conflicts in battle more interesting. I think that that would make it more poignant or that would make it more investing. But I don't know if necessarily better would be the word you were looking for there because like 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 josh is saying the mechanics are the mechanics and whether or not you know yeah. the enemy i don't know you're fighting, I, that doesn't make the mechanics better yeah i'm i'm a fan of them finally dropping the rock paper scissors weapon triangle thing um in this game yeah, she, yeah, it, yeah. It, it just it feels like you have more options instead of just 
Okay, uh, this is the next guy that'll be coming up. Let me move the right guy to the front of the formation and walk yeah. forward slowly. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and they had that forever, and it was just, yeah, more creativity to approach the battle. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And that's something that I, I would love to go into more detail with you guys. Yeah, at another time, I you know we, we have a certain amount of time, but... Um, yeah, it's. I I really I really like the additions that they made to the combat, um, with this game, like the battalions, that they added those in there. Uh, well, oh, that's new too, huh? Yeah, the battalions. battalions that's all new, new, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They they made some really great. They did a lot. They did yeah. a lot. Divine of Pulse things. is that new too? Divine that's got to be new, also. new. Yep. Yep. Divine Pulses yeah. are new. Um, those were both welcome additions. I also really love uh, the gambits. Was it gambits? Is that yeah. what they're called? Well, that's oh no, yeah, that's, yeah. The that's a part of the battalion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the battalion. Yeah, it's a yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the one of the things I love the most about this game compared to the previous ones, and it comes with it being on the Switch instead of a 3DS or a DS, is the cutscenes. Uh, the cutscenes yeah. were yeah awesome. Uh, it, it was like a it's like a a mini anime, and what I like about it is it isn't all the time that you're watching these cutscenes. They were well picked. They were well placed. You weren't you weren't watching a ton of cutscenes every chapter, which is nice. Yeah. You're watching you're watching conversations. Um, you're watching people have conversation, and you kind of loosely get to pick some dialogue, but you're never having those like animated cutscenes. Uh, that yeah, you, that you that the previous Fire Emblem games have really been missing, and it was nice in mm-hmm. the 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 amount of them that were used, and how they were used, was very welcome by me. I I really enjoyed that. It, it was nice at times, like when there's a really important part that happened for you to just be able to set your controller down for a minute or two and just watch something unfold. I like that. It wasn't. Overdone. They were all cool too. They were all like you said, all pivotal moments that in the story, uh, the ending, the middle, the, even the first time that crazed guy turns into that beast. They were all really cool. I can't think of any of them that was. And because you care about the characters, like without ruining specific things, like when shit was happening, I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it- Hold on, I said it was cool. That was bad analysis. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll explain in more detail. Cool how. Um, yes, sir. The, the, th- the thing is, like, the, there's so much more, um, I think levity is the right word here. I'm using that correctly. There's more weight to the choices you make and mm-hmm. how that plays out. Like when, like when you were saying earlier that when you encounter, uh, and this is maybe a minor spoiler, I apologize in advance. You're at some point in the game. You're gonna have to make a cho- certain choices, and it's gonna lead certain characters that were friends to become enemies. And that's a very generic answer because there are multiple ways this game can shake out. So when it inevitably you do have to uh, end the lives of some of those characters that were previously friends. And when that happens, it isn't just like oh I killed this person, see ya. It's they. It's very small things that they do there. It's like when you end one of the characters' lives, there's a sec like 
when you when you kill a generic character that doesn't have a name, they just pretty much just die. Well, with these characters, they stop it for a second and then they slow mo it, and then they give these characters a little bit of dialogue to say before you never see these characters again. And uh-huh. um, it's it's like <laughs> Josh, he whipped it out again. Bullets only cost twenty five cents. That's right. Came back twice. That's right. <laughs> You're sick, Josh. You're sick. <laughs> life's a revol life's a revolving door. What can you say? No, but no, no. it's like those little tiny uh additions like that that make it that much more impactful. And I know it's such a small thing, but it made it feel that they put more time and attention into it. It's like those little things. And that's what I think part of the thing that makes this game stand out from any of the other ones I've ever played, is that there is a lot more attention to detail with this game. And everything that you do does matter. Like, before, like, when you were having, like I said before, when you were having those conversations with characters, like, it mattered, but, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Mash through this game support up. Right, 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 right. It was just like, who do I get to have sex with? Or who do I get to marry? Like, is why you would do the support mm-hmm. stuff. But this yeah. time, that's part of it. But also part of it, too, is, like, characters, they get better. And this has been the same in the previous games, too. They get better stats as well. But the level of integration that you have with these characters in this game is so much more meaningful because you're spending yeah. a lot of time doing that at the mm-hmm. monastery. I want to get S ranks with all the characters, period. Whether or not they're, like, you know the one I want to romance. Like, you just, you want to have max character progression with all of them, because they're just, yeah. they're interesting. Like, you, you want to know about these characters. Except Claude, he sucks. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for agreeing. Um, just kidding. Yeah, no, everything in the game, all the systems work in perfect. It's interesting because they, they pretty much took Persona's idea melded it into Fire Emblem, and then one-up them by giving it more of, like, a Pokemon kind of element by, hey, you go to your friends, like, because you know Pokemon, you're always, like, red-blue, right? which version are you? Now there's, like, this whole, which house did you pick? Oh, I picked this house. Oh, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, there's this weird, you don't have to buy different versions, but, thank God, but there's this cool sort of, like, which house were you? It was, like, a thing for a while on it, on social media and stuff, and, like, I love that stuff, that we're all going to play the game and have those different stories, but it's such a cool idea. That uh, they kind of push that persona because in persona you just have your one class, but like, what if you had three classes to choose from? How cool would that be? So yeah, it's I loved it, man. I put eighty hours into it. I uh, it when I finished it, it felt like when I finished like one of those classic RPGs as a kid, like Final Fantasy or something. I remember like putting it down, and you know, people blow these games out of proportion because they're like, I hate turn-based games. You don't know how many people that have talked to me and said, I Fire Emblem looks okay, but I hate these kind of games, and I'm just like, look. It's, it's, only put, I put 80 hours into it. I played it on hard halfway twice and then once all the way through a normal. But to get to back to my point, um, don't look at it like a turn-based RPG. That's, it's just an RPG. The turn-based combat is just the format that it's giving it to you in. There's, if you played any sort of RPG with statistics and leveling, oftentimes it doesn't take, yes, you have to think about your moves and your actions and it's tactical, but it's not that insanely different if you enjoy RPGs, you know what I mean? So just don't be afraid. That's what I tell people. Don't be afraid. Just, just give it a chance, you know? I guess it's, it's a, it gets, 
it get, depends on the type of R- RPG you want or you like. You know, like there, there are more active. If time you grew up battle. with like yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you grew up with, yes, if you grew up with, like, traditional kind of RPGs, not if you're only into, like, action RPGs, then you'd be... Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, I, just I, when I finished I, it, I was like, it felt great, so... It does, yeah. Um, a few a few things I want to talk about criticism-wise before I talk about anything with the ending... Is one of my one of my criticisms of the game, and I don't know if this was an experience you guys have had or it's just me, but when I was walking around the monastery, sometimes like I don't know why, it just felt like the the I don't know if it was my controller or what, but like it felt like the character would stop and start again. It was very jittery walking around the monastery specifically with the main character Byleth, and I had that oh, problem. Oh, you know what you got? Hmm. You got that switch thing. Is it that? You got it already, man. You got no, the switch controller just issue because I never had that happen. No, it's not. It's just that the game doesn't control very well. You just start running. There's no walk in the game. Is essentially what it is. Well, he was saying it was starting and stopping. Yes, like, like if you're trying to walk boring. up to somebody to to start a conversation, you'll run past them an awful lot of the time in this game. It has nothing to do with the controller. It's just there's uh-huh. basically well, no it's, walk. It's hard to say exactly what you're describing, Shay, but um, interesting. It was just is is little weird control issues like that, and it's it's more noticeable obviously because this is, to my knowledge, that this was the first game where it had you walking around like that. Um, in yeah, its those world, are all so it's going to be more noticeable. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, that was noticeable, and that was a criticism of mine, just because you know it's it's the first game that has done that so of course it's going to be more noticeable but you know it's not the end of the world it was a it was a minor criticism but a criticism at that the other one i had and this was more this is very more nuanced is trying to figure out a way to word this without spoiling anything i want to avoid spoilers at all costs there's a certain point i told you i told you guys the listeners there's a certain point in the game where you have to make a some very big decisions like it happens very quickly in succession at that point you are with your faction period and you can recruit you can still recruit people you can still recruit people after this specific series of choices are made but it becomes more difficult and more um rare increasingly rare that you are able to recruit certain people when you do if you haven't already built a level of rapport with these characters you cannot build rapport they they bar you from being able to do that at that point so for example um one of the characters that i ended up having to fight was lysithia after after the series of choices was made now I had the choice to either kill Lysithia or recruit her. I don't know what what necessarily constitutes the game allowing me to specifically recruit her over others, but I did. Now, because I hadn't built a certain level of rapport with her before these series of choices were made, I was not able to build any rapport with her at all the rest of the game. Now, it's cool that you can still recruit characters after the series of choices are made. 
But my confusion was, why couldn't you build any level of rapport after? Like, obviously, you want to do something at a certain point in the game, because that's how life is. Like, you miss out on opportunities, and you don't necessarily get to go back and fix what you missed, or take that path. But it felt weird not being able to build any rapport. Like, I don't expect after a certain, like, that certain that certain point you reach that I can just magically build the max rapport with these characters or support. But what I, th- I thought would have been cool is like, okay, yeah, I missed that cutoff point being able to have an S plus or an S rank level support with this character. Why not just be like, okay, well, instead you can build C and B level support. And that's as far as you can go with this character. Why not have a less amount of support because it's like i get it you want to have your yeah you want to have your cake and eat it too i get it no no i I wouldn't say that it's like okay well in life for example like i i went to college in the same area as this other person that i never met before lived in the same area i met this person in japan within the first year of being here she lived in the same uh county that i went to college in now now, this isn't, you know, a one-to-one example, but it's pretty damn close. And was I still able to build some kind of rapport with this person? Yes. Could we bond over our mutual experience during college? No. But we are able to still bond subsequently. And yeah. why, why, couldn't, why couldn't a video game, if it's trying to emulate that level of realism, which it kind of is, why wouldn't you be able to... Why wouldn't you be able to build that level of rapport afterwards? You know, like I don't need an S level support. And it's again, it's a minor thing, but it's, it's like I can build people with relationships with people after certain events, you know, in my real life. Why couldn't I do that in a game, which is priding itself on that level of human interaction? Yeah. Just no, I agree with you. The 8 trillion conversations they put in the game obviously just weren't good enough. They needed 8 trillion in one. No, I, I listen. I wanted I fourteen quintillion. Yeah, no, I think it was again. I I do think it was a scope issue because like there are different conversations you have that are basically all built around you being their professor. Um, that they would have had to redo with, you know, whether or not you hit this rank before or after. It, oh it, it, yeah the context is completely different so like after after really after the time jump like it doesn't make as much sense to have the same sort of conversation with them they need to completely write something different so that's that's the only thing that i'll give them there like granted they could have done it that's true. but yeah. it would have been you know something else they would have had to do it's it's not like they it's not like they're just locking you out from something Mm-hmm. that you could have experienced exactly one-to-one. There would have had to been different content there. Ironically, if they would have just kept that character from joining Shay's team, he probably wouldn't have had any complaints because he would have never recruited her, and then he wouldn't have been able to be upset about not being able to form a post-war bond with her. But, um, yeah, it's weird. I had the I same I thing happen. I, I don't know if that's ironic, but, yeah, it's it, it's a situation. Yeah, it's... Well, I'm just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It's, it, 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 yeah, like, it's... It's, it's not so it's much just, that it's being not, locked it's, out. It's, it's not a big be, deal. Yeah. Well, it's not a big deal. It's just like, it's a point of it's just not like, a big fucking deal. Like a point of constructive criticism. Like, 
I'm sure they'll never hear this podcast, but going forward, if they were to ever hear this, you know, just consider that, like, anybody who's ever developing a video game, if you can make it that level of immersion, it's going to be more successful. And that it would have, it would have went a little like that extra step for me. And the reason why I get to be so crit- critical of this is because they did so many things right in this game that I see the potential for that one extra thing to make it even better. They paid so much attention to detail and so many facets of this game that that one little thing would have made it even that much better is all. But, um, true. Give shape perfection or burn in hell. Yeah. No, it's it's a fair point. I get what you're saying. Exactly. That's all I demand. Post-war. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the ending, okay. the ending. This is the last thing I'll say about it because I've talked about it long enough. Is that the ending is rewarding for me? I really enjoyed it. I loved, I loved that they did the after everything happens and they kind of give you some details of what happens with the characters, kind of thing. Like what happens with these mm-hmm. characters after you finish the game. I loved that. It was a. It was a very fun game. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm glad I went with the house that I went with. I'm glad that um, I used the characters that I used. I ended up, uh, and this is just for fun, I ended up marrying Sham- Shamir or Shamir. Uh, I forgot how to pronounce her name mm-hmm. now. She's awesome, yeah. Yeah. Ended up marrying her. And I'm absolutely 100% pleased. Shay and Shamir. Right. I was very, very pleased with that choice. Um, I enjoyed the cutscene of how that all transpires at the end of the game, and it was it was a very rewarding game to play. I'm gonna all I would say is um, if anyone is on the fence about buying it or picking it up, definitely, definitely pick it up because it's fun. Oh, there's a lot of things in this game that I'm gonna be bringing up in our game of the year fights. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, this game is definitely popping up again next month. Popping up. Um, I, Shay, if you could host for a second here, I'm going to do a, a classic bio break. Josh wanted to tell us about uh, Later Gator, um, which he streamed okay. this week. A very unique game I had never heard of, and I'll be right back to catch the discussion. But um, So, Josh, this was weird because you're always seeming to find games that I've never heard of, which I thought yep. was impossible. But there he goes. Um, <laughs> and I would, jumped in on the stream, and it was mostly just seemed like a dialogue-driven sort of like text adventure game kind of a thing with a unique sense of sense of humor, but I'll let you describe it better than I could. So later Gator. Yeah. Uh, it is a adventure game. Like it kind of in the old, old school style PC adventure game, uh, genre, but later alligator is a sort of, uh, take on that where you can't really get stuck because a lot of times in those old games you just you'd you'd hit a puzzle that just wouldn't make sense and you'd be permanently stuck and basically all the puzzles in this game are discrete um i mean they have they have a few other they have a few like kind of integrated puzzles where like you need to find something here or there to kind of like structurally get somewhere else but it's not a matter of finishing the game you'll finish the game no matter what because they have a timer running basically any action you do causes time to run forward and you've got the one day uh when you get to the end you'll get to the end it's it's the end and a lot of the stuff that you're 
doing is basically just kind of meeting all the different characters involved and uh so you you get to understand the world better uh it's not a matter of beating it or not like you will beat the game just playing yeah um which actually works better because this is one of the few adventure games that i played and immediately even on stream was like okay let's go meet everybody else like i want to see everyone else there i immediately restarted it to try to meet everyone else um and see all the different characters in the game that's not something that happens in an adventure game normally you just barely scrape your way through it and are like that was really fun let's never do this again um (laughs) yep um is kind of a lot of adventure (laughs) games and i did not get that at all in this one like i finished it and eventually i got stuck trying to like unlock all the different characters i was supposed to meet like i i couldn't find some of them because it was just like um the okay. world itself was kind of hard to to explore not not hard to explore but like there's 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 stuff there that's going to take some some time to kind of get a hold of but anyway um th- like the main selling point the reason i played this game was that it has got just unbelievably good animations on it um all the character designs, all the animations for all these characters is so ridiculously charming that I saw it and I just, I needed to play it. Um, they had a release trailer whenever the game dropped, kind of explaining that you're trying to save Pat because his family's going to rub him out and, and it's, it's up to you to save Pat. And Pat is just adorable. He's just the cutest little alligator ever he's a doofus he's worried about everything but he's just great um and they got this across just in a trailer so much that i cared about the character before i played the game um and it just gets better from there um yeah like it it between the character designs the character animations the writing the writing is just top notch it's very kind of adventure game humorous but it, like it's better than just adventure game humor, which a lot of times can be, like, oh hey, let's let's pander to our adventure game audience and break the fourth wall a bunch. There's a little bit of that, but like it's, it's it was so funny. Like so many of these lines would come up and it would just like break me. Like it was it was stuff you want to use later. Is how good they were. Um, mm. It's it's. It was fantastic. It looks charming as hell. I will say that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is unbelievably charming. Um, like each of the characters, they're all alligators. You'd think, how much can you do with that? They all feel completely unique. Like getting to know Pat's family, which is kind of the, 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 the initial mission you're given, because Pat's worried that his family is trying to rub him out. So you've got to go meet the rest of his family in Alligator, New York City. And 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 try to figure out what's going to happen at the event that he's been invited to this night. Um, like they all feel so unique. Like you you get to know all these characters really cool. in just a like just a short game. Like it's all the whole game is only like five hours long. It was longer than that on stream. Oh, wow, that's was, really short. A A I was streaming, and then B I was trying to like go through and find all his family members because like going through the game the first time you won't meet everyone uh you just you don't have enough time 
so you'll you'll want to go back through it's a game you're going to want to go back through again um kind of like i was saying earlier um yeah but like they're just they're all so unique like you end up with different family members that you really like and some of them that you just like yeah they're trouble maybe patch watch out for them um and it's just it's so good it is so good like it's not something that requires like the the ridiculous amount of like nonsense logic that a lot of adventure games will give you like this is it's Mm. it's way more narrative based than a lot of you know like adventure games but it's it's still in that genre so would you say would you say that like the the level of interaction with other characters is kind of on since we were just speaking on on a level with like something like a fire emblem where that that's so much of the game is that it's like that level of deep interaction there would you say it's about on par with that um i mean yes and no like it's it's not like you're trying to build a relationship with them you're trying to you're trying to to get them because like you want to understand them so you can find out like it's your job to to try to find out who's got something against pat like you're you're trying to find out who wants them who wants them rubbed out and so like like that's kind of your interactions with these mm. characters but um like you're still getting to know them really well um in that limited scope um so it's basically more about like each character that comes into the game they're so like you're kind of like you're saying they're so memorable even if they're in there for like maybe a minute or so they're all memorable because the writing is so well done yeah yeah exactly like they're they're characters that you just like i played the game most of the time when i play a game i will kind of halfway remember character names or something like this this is one where like like i got to the end of the game and i'm like i know the names of all these characters there's like 31 family i think it's I think it's 31 family members in in Pat's family that he wants you to go find and kind of see if they're the ones that want him dead. Um, mm. And I got to the end of the game. I'm like, I know him. I know him. Like, I I know all the names of these characters. Like, I, I, I get them. And it was just, like, that's not something I get that's from awesome. a lot of games. Um, and, yeah, it yeah. was just, it was great. That's one of my, I guess, I guess one of my, always been my small criticisms about a lot of games it's like a general criticism is a lot of times they throw all these characters in the game in in their games and then they expect you to care about them and it's like man i can't even remember this character's name i don't like and i and sometimes i feel guilty about it too you know like with fire emblem there are some characters that i'm like i've seen them like 20 times and i've forgotten their names you know kind of thing but it's always cool when a game can like the the writing is so masterful and their their characters are so well thought out that you remember specifically each character in a game. I think that is yeah. kind of like the goal ultimately the goal as a writer for a game is to be able to immerse someone at that level. Mhm. Interesting. Yeah. I was yeah, I was curious because like I I've, I've I forgot I I remember you had sent some like screenshots and some videos of the game and then i completely forgot what it looked like so i had to look it up again while you're talking about it and yeah i remember briefly seeing um 
what you sent us. It just it looks like a really charming game and it looks like a lot of fun. I, you know, it's something I will, I will probably myself try in the future. Yeah. But yeah, I I I was curious just because like when I heard when you when you had said that you were going to stream later alligator, I was like what could like what could that game possibly be? I was like and then I saw those screenshots of it, and I was like, oh, it's Josh is playing all the animal games in 2019. Untitled Goose Game, Later Alligator, you know, like, what's mm-hmm. next? What animal game is Josh going to play next? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cockstorm. Yeah, I feel like I have to a play... A game of roosters in a first-person shooter. Yeah, I feel like I'm forced to play that... Uh, Goose game by the end of the year at some point one night I'll sit down with my wife and we play because it was like number one on the Switch store for like weeks and weeks. I'm like, yeah. okay, this game is like transcended that, exactly. Like uh, that game <laughs> was one of those, like I was excited from from beforehand because I'd kind of been following the, the the developers, but it was one of those things when it hit, I was surprised by how much everyone just latched onto it. Um, like that that game became way bigger than I was expecting. Uh, yeah, definitely did. True that. Well, th- thank you, uh, Shay, for jumping in there and helping out. Great job, as usual. Um, later, Gator. And if you missed Josh's stream, you should always look for Josh streaming on Wednesdays at what time do you normally stream, Josh? I usually start at 4 Eastern. Um, and that usually, like, oddly enough, nobody shows up at, f- at 4. But like it's just it's, it's kind of the only thing that fits my schedule. Um, almost nobody shows up until you know after they're home from work and whatnot. Um, so that's fine if you missed the beginning. I, I I like I like saying hi to everybody whenever they stream in. But uh, yeah, four to usually around nine. Cool. Well, I want to again. If you want to support us, please go to Patreon.com/swordchomp, and of course you can see Josh streaming at our uh, Twitch page, twitch.tv slash swordchomp as well. Um, and if you're new to the swordchomp family, we are happy to have you. That's for sure. Um, we like to round up the show with some show, show? Should I try to say poll and show at the same time? And you got Dr. Shoals. So, um, yeah, so we like to round up the show with polls that we run every Monday on the Instagram page. It's an easy way for you to be involved in discussion. I'll go through these a little quicker than normal because it's been a pretty long show, but some of them are really interesting. And so I don't want to shortchange our um, listeners here or voters for that matter. One of them real quickly that surprised me is that the Diablo 4 hype was not super as high as I expected. The slider came back at about 60%, which I thought was weird. Um, I thought the Diablo 4 hype would be higher. So maybe I'll have to pull the audience next week and find out why. Maybe it's because right now a lot of people are still tepid on Blizzard. They're just they're probably just angry at Blizzard after the whole China thing, and some people are still not happy with their apology. So if I had to guess, maybe some of that has to do with uh, public sentiment toward Blizzard right now. I think I think it's, yeah, it's kind of the amalgamation of those issues really because I know they pissed off a lot of people when they announced Diablo Infinite, and people were like, "What's the shit about that? We want Diablo Four. You know, and there have been some other missteps. Yeah, oh, you mean it. Immortal. Diablo Immortal. Yeah, Immortal. Yeah, sorry, Finished. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I was like, right. whoa, Diablo Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, must have been thinking of Halo Infinite or something. But um, yeah, <laughs> they've had some mental missteps. 
which is a great Magic the Gathering card. And um, they just... <laughs> Fucking blue player. Get out of here, scum. <laughs> Fucking imperial scum. <laughs> but no, they, they've had some issues with that. And then the whole, like, I'm glad there were enough people to be like, oh, you know, the whole human right, rights issue that Blizzard just seemingly shit on. And then they, look, if he, if, if the apology was good enough for some people, that's fine with me. I'm not here to judge you for that. But it wasn't good enough for me, and I know it wasn't good enough for a lot of people. It's like, hey, we're sorry. Let's smooth everything over by announcing Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. And I'm really happy for the people that really care about those IPs and those franchises that they're getting another edition 10 years from now. But look, there are human rights issues that are happening now, and I'm glad that enough people um, recognize that. And I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Um, so interesting, yeah. But Diablo Four is going to be an interesting story to follow. There is this is fascinating. I'm sorry for the minor spoiler, Shay. There is a dragon in the new Pokemon game that uh, you already saw this, right? You're not gonna be mad at me. Uh, <laughs> I what I did was I didn't look at the picture, I, and it's fine. It's fine at this point. It's coming out in a, what a week. So yeah, the, so that's crazy to say out loud, isn't it? Yeah. Holy shit. It just feel, it feel, like weirdly uh, enough feels like Sun and Moon just just came out. I don't know why, but it feels ah uh, still but, can't yeah be. yeah go for it. I don't. Uh, Josh is typing so, uh, the poke. Anyways, um, it's a very creative Pokemon. It is it starts as an apple. It's a dragon type. Um, for some reason just <laughs> the food Pokemon thing I'm never going to be comfortable with because I don't want to eat my Pokemon right. Um. So the design is it starts off as an apple with these two cute little eyes or almost look like wing eyes, right? And then it evolves into a tiny little dragon where the apple opens up and the sides of yeah. the apple look like the that wings. That second phase is just the fucking best. It's, it's really cool, right? Then the third phase is very strange. It turns into like an apple pie dragon. The entire backside of the dragon is an apple pie but the front is clearly a dragon with part of the apple over his head, so you can't see his eyes. Um, so I, I, I was blown away by how weird this was, and I said, there's an apple pie Pokemon that turns into a dragon. I repeat, there's a dragon that is basically an apple pie mm-hmm. <laughs> hybrid, and 61% of our audience did say they thought it was brilliant and cute as fuck. Um, and 40% said Pokemon are dead to me. So, there you go. I don't, like... I think that's kind of been our criticism for a while now is like they're they haven't been coming up with a lot of new ideas. I mean, you look at the green starter and this gen and it it's another it's another monkey. It's like how many fucking monkey Pokemon do we need? What I like about what from what you've described is this sounds like very unique and imaginative. And I like that. I think that's what Pokemon needs to be doing at this point. And at, at at the worst case scenario one of the creators got really fucking stoned and was eating apple <laughs> apple pie and they were thinking about like yeah. you know this apple pie came from, car- from an apple <laughs> and sometimes when you find apples on a tree there's a worm inside of them but what if that worm was a dragon or like a wyvern Dude, that's true i didn't even think about that yeah, I like that. I didn't think about the idea of a worm because you know, mm. in fantasy, they call those those dragons without wings that fly through the ground. They call those worms. Right, right. Oh. So maybe someone got Damn. so high that they got to that point. Worms. 
With a Y, usually. Weirms. Wyverns? No. No. Weirms. Weirms. <laughs> Maybe Why do you say it? It's so fucking weird. Maybe you're thinking of something else. Hold on. Worm. <laughs> Let's just go. Worm. We just go back to the worms. Um, worm. But here's the here's the the challenge, Shay. Is that? Well, not directing it, Shay. Everyone. Worm. There. This is one of the most clever Pokemon I've ever seen. I also kind of hate it because that's not what a Pokemon is. And I came to the realization that Pokemon has just evolved, and it might not be. It's not the Pokemon I grew up with, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy it in a different way. You know? It, oh, I see. You said Pokemon has evolved. I'm sorry, Josh. I didn't, <laughs> didn't mean to do that. Is that what you're giving that page? Yeah, no, I was just going to stare you down until you realized. Um, Have because... you been holding the Everstone this entire time, Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> the life. Your metaphor. That's deep fish. Have we been holding our metaphorical Everstones for too long? <laughs> um, and I also asked our audience if they looked at the leaked Pokemon starters, and 74% of them said no, they didn't cheat, which I thought was weird. Everyone should look at your starters. Is it? I feel like 70-whatever percent probably just aren't going to play Pokemon. Oh, that's true. That's at least 50, probably. Oh, that is true. Don't vote, then, if you're going to do that. Come on, people. Have some integrity here. (laughs) Yeah, some integrity. Yeah, have have some integrity with a child's game. Come on. Hey, Shay, it's not a children's game. It's for oh, everyone. It's rated E for everyone. Take part in a game. Yeah, that's right. Um. So, anyways, there, there's some looks to be some really clever designs. I've spoiled almost all of them, and I don't care. So, it should be fun. But Pokemon is very weird now. It's not my Pokemon. I mean, it's 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 been the same since Gen One, Morgan. They had the fucking no Pokeball Pokemon, Voltorb and no. Electrode. There was Come never on. food. When did food turn into Pokemon? Tell Farfetch'd me that. was holding a leak. <laughs> holding a, a leak as a weapon is not food. That's different, Shay. It is. See, look, even Fish has got my back here. Come on. <laughs> He's a bird Pokemon who just happens to... Are you, are you, what, what, what about Cubone? He throws a bone. We eat bones? Is that a food Pokemon now? You guys remember Taurus? <laughs> They eat Taurus. He was a fucking slime. Oh, come on. <laughs> they yeah, eat Taurus. Shay, yes. Look technically, at the technically, yeah, a mill tank, too. Are we going to squirt the milk out of those? Come on. Yes, technically, Shay, you're right. There are animals the that we do eat, but I'm saying it's never been so blatant as apple pie and ice cream. You know? They put it ice in cream the, had fucking to be the first Pokedex one. that they eat Taurus. What, what, do, what do you want them to fucking mail you a goddamn well, steak and say this is tourist meat to your goddamn home okay. address? What fucking what do you want? Do you, don't it's you the same. It's, when they it's become always like been the desserts? same. Okay, desserts. How about that? When do Pokemon become desserts? Vanillix. <laughs> Gen That's, 5. That was where it all started. That was the downfall. But, okay, but do the, do the people in the world actually eat those Pokemon? Yeah, though? I don't fucking work? know. It's a fucking game. Why? It's a game. I don't know. I don't Why live in the world. Why would they do that? These are like Kojima-level questions we need to answer. They had mushrooms um, in the first game. I'm sure you could have eaten them. Right? Okay. You're talking about Paris. I'm sure you could eat right. a fucking Pikachu if you roast it, too, but that's not the point, you know? Uh, what, what is the point? The point is that, like, they've, they've started, like, at some point, Pokemon's becoming ice cream and then candy, and then what next? Energy drinks? I mean, Pokemon isn't being the game the I want. The second gen had unknown, which was just <laughs> random fucking shapes. 
and it, it was dumb. We all hated oh, that Pokemon. Oh yeah, let's be honest. yeah, dude. Like mm-hmm. no joke at the Poke speak for at yourself. the Pokemon store here. Speak- you like they unknowns? Have, <laughs> they have the they have Just the unknowns kidding. in every single shape they come in. Wow, all the That's all the stupid. unknown shapes, all of them. What a waste! Wow. Of- that's impressive. In that's little impressive. Notion, I wouldn't so want stupid. an unknown unless I could have all of them. Right? Right. It's like an all or... It's <laughs> smart. It's smart. It's really smart of them because it's like, I, hey, I got one for Christmas. I got to go and get them all now. Exactly. Like, they're at least $10 a piece. How many of them are there? Like, 20 plus? Drugs. Also, the leaks... There's like 26. There you go. Also, the leaks confirm that there, as of now, is no... Bulbasaur evolution line or Squirtle evolution line, but of course Charizard makes a return and I asked our audience, once again you don't get any of your favorite Pokemon but of course a new Charizard form is in there, and I said Charizard, are you sick of that fucker or Charizard for life? 55% said Charizard for life, but it is getting a little old right, guys, aren't you getting a little Charizard fatigue, even as Charizard fans? I miss the old Charizard, to be honest. I miss the fire type. Where he I was miss just the old Charizard, the breather fire like Charizard. It's been a while since there's been a... <laughs> the yeah. I miss the my red Charizard and orange Charizard. <laughs> he I was like, just fire like type. Those. Nothing else. None of that fancy, spancy fly. I was, I, was doing, I was doing the Kanye rap. Dragon type. You guys know that? You know that song? No? Just me? Okay. No. no. Is that off his new I album? I miss the old Kanye. The something, something Kanye. That is no, it's like uh, two albums ago. Tony no. doesn't have nothing on me rapping about Death Stranding and Fish. Let's get that straight. He definitely has an edge on you production Still need wise. To record that. Got that thick micro penis walking dead like Norman Breedus. All right. So, per the podcast joke last week, <laughs> bring back. I want. Okay. There's one thing I do want to mention with you guys before this game comes out because I want to be able to talk about this briefly. I, I had no idea that the giant Pokemon... Remember how we joked about giant Pokemon? How it was kind of dumb? Yes. Giant Pokemon. Big Pokemon. I had no idea they were putting a lot of work into changing the actual forms. Like, so, the giant Pokemon are actually different forms. Like, they're, they put a lot of time into their art design, and that's interesting, I think. You know, they're, it's more than just big Pokemon. It's, evo- it's, it's almost like its own evolution, mm. which could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, one of my students and I were actually talking yeah. about that yesterday, like before they went home, yeah. like because uh, I put up in really it'll, this will be a very quick story, I promise. I put up an English board every month for my students, and I decided to put up my like ask me a question in English box back up. I usually I remember the first time I did that, a student simply put a, a little piece of paper in there that said "kill you," and I was like, "Well, okay." All right, serial oh, killer. <laughs> I, was like, wow. I was like, I'm done with this for the year. And then last year I did it once and um <laughs> I got some right Yeah. And then this so I decided to put it up this month and there's a student, he uh went to Australia um not this past summer, but the summer before. And so he learned a lot of English and he's been speaking a lot more English and a lot more friendly with me. And one of the things is he found out that I love Pokemon and I found out that he loves Pokemon. So every time him and I talk now, him and I are talking Pokemon and he's telling, he tells me the name of a Pokemon in Japanese and I'm trying to figure, like, I'll try and figure it out. And then he starts describing this Pokemon. I'm like, oh, you're talking about this one. And he's like, what? And so I tell him the name because 95% of the Pokemon names are different from Japanese to English. 
Um, there are some that are the same, like Lucario or Pikachu, obviously, or Mewtwo or Mew, but most of them change. And so he dropped a piece of paper in my box and it was lengthy. Like it was a tiny piece of paper, but he drew the picture of the Pokemon and he talks about the Pokemon and it was Jigglypuff. Wow. And he talked and it was really cool. And so him and I were talking about that after school when they were all going home and he's like, the new Pokemon, and he, I can't, I, for the life of me, I feel like a shithead. He talked about, he's, he's saying some name in Japanese, and he's like, they're new Pokemon. I was like, oh, Gigamax. And he's like, oh, is that what they're called in English? And I said, yeah. And then he reminded me again in Japanese what they're called, and I forgot. Hence me being a piece of shit. But um, That was a great ending to that story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that I'm a piece of shit. We already knew that. But yeah, we were just talking about the Gigamax it's Pokemon. like the ending to bit. 90% of your stories. That you're a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, I mean that's ninety. <laughs> how ninety five percent of them end. You need a new writer. Um. All right. Let's see. How dare I will... you. <laughs> you need a new life writer. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I really do. Uh, that should be that should be fun. Um. You know the cool thing is you can show off uh, Shay because you already know the name of um, one Pokemon Blastoise in French. That's true. Anybody heard of Blastoise? You gotta do the little, yeah, little no. lip quiver yes. too when you say that. <laughs> Anyone ever heard of the blastoise? It's what you. It's when you sit on the toilet and it cleans your butt. Up. That's the blastoise. That's what it's. <laughs> Those little hydro, hydro pump, pump you know. the corn out of my ass. <laughs> no corn. Why is it always corn with you <laughs> in your? Every time there's an ass joke, it's corn. Dude, I eat corn all the time just so I can make those jokes. I don't really like corn. I just just, have to feel worthwhile if I didn't constantly eat corn to make these jokes. It's true. You you, You 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 knock my life writers. (laughs) You knock my life writers, Morgan, but there is a level of consistency in my life with those jokes. Dedication. It's true. It's true. There's no consistency has a lot of corn in it, but it's consistent. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I do like Mexicorn. Mexicorn, great. All right. Uh, let's see. Have the Death Stranding reviews made you more curious or pushed you away? Sixty percent of our audience said they've made them more curious. Weirdly enough, um, but I guess maybe that's what Kojima was hoping for. Is just any discussion. You know what they say? Any discussion is good discussion, right? So people are talking. Right. You yeah. you don't like with him you don't like you know you're getting a divisive package and that's what you want at the end of the day when it when it comes to art. <laughs> the divisive package is just really going to split you right down the middle. Um anyways, I tried to that was the only amateur thing I could think of. <clears throat> All right. Uh yes, I I think that's pretty cool to see or interesting. I would say that it has had that effect, but I know it has turned people off as well. Less is it. Let's end the show on this. This is kind of funny. Last week we joked. We had an f- argument about fish made the disturbed monkey this sound. This is the poll that the matters. Argument. It was the it, it does matter. They all matter. It was close, but Green Day won 53% to 47%, which shows that the audience was not down with the sickness. Um, they just don't want to be an American idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fish, how do you feel about this? Just wake me up whenever September ends. 
<laughs> Good news. Uh, we're in November, buddy. So. Oh, shit. Overslept a month. <laughs> it's typical for fish, really. That, no that, that really, that's on, that is about as on brand as you could possibly be. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Well, it's been a fun show. Hey! I want to thank... Patreon fucking poll, bro. Uh, damn it. I meant to do this sooner. I was just saying... I, I was just <laughs> every gonna, week. I was just like gonna, every fucking week. I was just going to thank, thank you, Fish. for voting. That's all. They're not, you, you were just, just going to thank them for voting, for voting and invite them yeah. to tune back in next week because you forgot the polls. <laughs> That's right. Let's, let's, hide the, <laughs> let's hide the Patreon. That's, that's happened before. Can we hide the Patreon polls like after the credits just to piss Shay off? So like the music will come in and then the Patreon polls will be I mean, if you want to alienate music. our patrons that way, I mean, they pay good money every month to support us and <laughs> no, you no, want to do that no. to them? I mean, sure. Do you want to take that risk, Morgan? You go for it. You really turned that joke against me, dude. <laughs> that joke really backfired on me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, just throw them all in the back of the mm, bus. Right. Whoa, <laughs> that's a very classes. different class. Uh, the back of the bus and under the bus have just Jesus. just slightly oh. different meanings. There, fish. Have you ever oh, been? That's yeah. insensitive, honestly. That, what? That's... No, the back of the bus wait, is where wait, all wait, the wait, cool wait. kids fish, hang fish, out. Fish, exactly fish, what you fish. meant. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's trying to deflect right now because Morgan oh, made a mistake. <laughs> Morgan made a mistake. He's trying to deflect. No. Redeflect, 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 redeflect. Let's just bounce it off each other. Bing, 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 bing. It's like ping pongs. <laughs> All right. Let me get in on this it's poll. It's like a real stalemate quick. in Pokemon. <laughs> Let me get on this poll so we can I get out reflect. of here. No, I use reflect. <laughs> so I asked our patrons what game, remaining game, of the remaining games they are most excited for before the year ends. I put Death Stranding, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order, and Need for Speed Heat. Because I just wanted a fourth option. I was like, hey, maybe we have some secret racing fans out there. I don't know. You wanted to bring the heat. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, One person said Death Stranding. Four people said Pokemon Sword and Shield. Wow. Five of our fans said Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order. Five? And one said Need for Speed Heat. Wow. And let me read you the three comments that we got. We're going to have to play that stupid Star Wars game now. Pretty much. Danny P said, can't help That's it. I'm excited, to like play Star Wars. <laughs> can't, I'm excited to play a Star Wars game. I don't have a valid reason. Nothing I've seen is that impressive, but I'm hyped to try it out. Uh, Jason said, can't wait for Pokemon. It will be my first Pokemon game since Gold and Silver. All right. Yeah, that's pretty. It's a bad time to start. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Just kidding. Wow. And then it's gonna be um, quite a ride for him. One, one, uh, Scotty, the one and only, said, "I'm excited for all of them except Need for Speed. Not a racing fan. Star Wars has me most hyped, probably because I've been watching all of the movies to prepare for the new one. So a lot of Star Wars love, which was yeah, a little bit surprising. Yeah." Maybe but, if I go see the new Star Wars um, that, movie and I like it, then I can come home and play the game. Yeah. No. But yeah, I just want to thank everyone for voting on the Patreon poll this week. The one that uh, Morgan wanted to throw at the back of the show because he forgot about it. But anyways, um, also, uh, one thing that I want to talk about that uh, Morgan has talked about heaps, but I just want to 
quick, concise reminder that we have our new $10 tier up and ready to go if you are interested. It is basically going to be a Patreon-only podcast feed. It There are going to be whatever we want to put up there. It's primarily going to be we're going to take a deep dive into one video game every few weeks. And it's going to be full of spoilers, which is something we've been wanting to do for years. It's not taking away from the main show. We just want an outlet to where we can get as deep as we want into a video game. And there's going to be some other stuff there as well. For example, Morgan's been watching Frasier a lot lately, and it influenced him to make um, kind of his own solo thing where from time to time he'll have some stuff he wants to throw in on the feed uh, regarding a video game. So he'll throw it up there. Um, We've been talking about for a long time doing a sports cast specifically like doing a one-off of the nba it wouldn't be like a consistent thing but we just talk about the nba and that way we don't have to annoy fish or josh with our sports ramblings so um if you're interested in that it's the ten dollar tier on our patreon and yeah that's available to you awesome thank you so Mm -hmm. much shay and again, our patrons mean the world to us. And so thank you so much. In fact, you'll find the rest of that wrap on our Patreon Instagram page. That's going to do such it. An, such Fowler an incentive. <laughs> <laughs> it's incentive to never give us another dollar ever again. Uh, Joshua Fowler here from Michigan. Shay from Japan. Anthony Fisher, the Filipino Johnny Depp from Texas. And of course, myself, General Mountain Time. Morgan from Montana. Oh, my brain is falling apart. Podcast is 7,000 hours long. We will see you next week. He's a husk. Stranded. <laughs>